Muppet Show with our very special guest star, Shirley Bassett. Sensitive Evo. Alright. Um yeah, let's get started. Okay. My name is Josh Alvarez. My name is Liam O'Donnell. And my name is Evo Tomas, and you're listening to Cinepunks episode twenty three. Episode twenty two. Twenty two. 22. I'm not a numbers guy. (laughs) Episode 22 of Cinepunks. Welcome to the 2014 year that was in movies and music. That's pretty good. When did we start Cinepunks? I feel like we started in, oh, May. So the fact that we're already on a day just like this one. (laughs) (laughs) A snowy May. There's a snowstorm going on in Philadelphia. Well, I mean, we didn't start on. May the 4th. That was our launch date, though. Yeah, but I mean, I just feel like 22 episodes is pretty good. Yeah. I would say so. I would agree. 2015 I, agree. Tw- I think we're killing it. Yeah, I think yeah. we're doing really, really good. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been an awesome 2014 for Cinepunks. We went from uh, just an idea on one recording device between me and Liam in his South Philly apartment yeah. to this beautiful setup you see before you where all of us have snowballs in front of our faces. Both literally and figuratively. I like that you said us. you see before you. Yeah, you can't see shit. No one can see this. Nobody will see this will except for this. us and George, well, that's why my dog. We can paint a picture like, oh my god, amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we usually record in uh, Josh's living room, which is very attractive and filled with knickknacks. But it's, <laughs> a, it's huge. Yeah, like, it's, it's a lot of reverbery. I think. Reverb, echo, yeah. echo, echo, and echo. it's in the way. So if Josh's wife comes home and wants to, I don't know, live. Yeah. We're yeah. Not be blocked up in her room. God bless her. Your room until we're done. <laughs> you know, where she has to use her long hair to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've redone one of the rooms in in the illustrious Cash, Cash Money Kenzo mansion sure? that I call home. For the listeners at home, there's a very smart looking desk in the room. <laughs> yeah, there's some guitars on the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big up to my friend uh, Rick Damaraki, who uh, him and his son Alex came over and helped me hang some uh, guitars on my wall. Or put the hook so I can hang up the guitars, and I got like you know the bass gear up here and the guitar because I'm going to be writing music in this room as well. That's the thing. So that's the part that I find hard to believe that what I'm going to write music. Yeah, here? what are you going to write up here? Oh, I'm going to write here all the time. I already oh, had one so writing stoked. session. I'm so stoked. One writing session. Me There's and also I want to point out a goon lunchbox, which is awesome. And that's Hulk flanked hands. on either side by Hulk hands. Yes, that, that, that are not exed up because <laughs> we're not edge in this They're house. Too small so, for my fist. So welcome, <laughs> welcome, uh, listening public. To uh, the first episode of 2015. First episode of 2015. Also, it should be noted that I have a movie on my list that I saw this January. So I don't know if that's going to admit to that. I'm admitting to it because they're going to know when they hear it. Let me let me let me go ahead and and address that a little bit. So uh, 
just to set the scene, we are doing this is our year wrap up, and there was some discussion of what to include or not to include. Because, for example, uh, a 2014 release that I really enjoyed was "Why Don't You Play in Hell." Right, but that's I not on your list. It, I saw it in 2013. So I'm trying to negotiate. Is that go on the list? Does that not go on the list? And I think uh, it's hard to say because on one hand, it came out theatrically in 2014. Uh Um, But I also don't want to include, if we included everything I saw in 2014, there's a lot that's not theatrical releases. I watch a lot of like... I feel as though that's fair, though, because you saw it in 2014. Yeah. No, I saw it in 2013. Here was my prerequisite for the movies I saw of 2014. Yeah. If I saw them in 2014, then that's what I counted. I mean, that's fair. What, um, what also, I... also, you had to pay for it. It couldn't be like, oh, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China came on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. And so, bam, that's on my list. Well, but they were new releases. You didn't write Big Trouble in Little China. No, I, I didn't write. I mean, to be fair, Big Trouble in Little China is on every list of films that I yeah, make. Yeah, well, but it's, it's not on this list. It doesn't even matter. No, no, but it could be. Because it's still the best of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension is on every single list I'll ever make in life about movies. For me, my criteria was if it was eligible for the Oscars last year, then I don't oh. count it. I don't count it. Uh, That's why I think you had you... Fallen Years a Slave on your thing. Yes, for those of you who don't follow us on Facebook, number one, what are you doing? Our Facebook page is awesome. But number two, um, oh, actually, no, that wasn't in the public Cinepunk's Why are you revealing thing. the inner workings? Because that shit was—I inner... thought that was hilarious. By the way, because uh, I, I pretended to gouge my eyeballs out because Evo jumped all over my ass for including I did her I did and Twelve Years a Slave because I saw them Those in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Josh had wanted to do, and I think you left them on there. Her, her, and Twelve Years a Slave, which I saw and in 2014. Evo was like, that ain't right. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, the movie that got voted best movie of 2013. Yeah, I was very hurtful. <laughs> it, it bummed me out. But it's cool. It's no big deal. I'm used to it already. Uh, to be fair, I, I mean, I take your point seriously. And in fact, I just went on my list and I uh, took off the double. Sorry, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Because you and saw I, it last year. No, I put on Why Don't You Play and How? Because it was a 2014 release. Even though I saw it the year before. Okay. Is that fair? Or should yeah. I put the double back on? I'm I'm gonna. It's on my list because I saw it this year. So if why you, don't you play in hell or the double, the double. It wasn't that the double was off. It's that why don't you play in hell belongs in the list unless I count it as a 2013 movie. Ah. Eh, if you want it on the list, that's 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 how it's gonna put it on. I'm just gonna yeah, put it fuck on. it, man. It's on there, dude. It's hey, who's the boss here? Yo, I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Danza, correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so this episode is dedicated to the stuff that we liked this year, yeah. uh, stuff that we didn't like, stuff that could have made it on the list but didn't, stuff that made it on the list and we probably weren't so sure why. I definitely think going over the movies, like, see, again, my wife, Melani, God bless her heart, is way smarter and cooler than me. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure as you guys all know, yeah. she is the one who has listed every single movie that we have seen this year. She guys, keeps a calendar. So you guys don't use Letterbox. No. I would recommend it. I don't even know what that is. It's a website uh, that, uh, much like IMDb, it has all the movies. 
uh-huh. like all of them. Yeah. Uh, but it lets you check into movies, rate them, oh. put the exact date that you saw them, and then create lists. So you can create <clears throat> lists of movies you want to see, as well as movies you've seen. So like a lot of people, that's how they track their best of uh-huh. like 2015. You just put every movie you like on your best of 2015 list, then go back and edit out what and you make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. What to keep and what do you do? Do you do letterboxes? I don't, well? but I, I, I guess you the just. Only but, uh, I, I've heard of it though. The only heard. reason I, I didn't do it much last year is uh, it, they don't have an app version. It's on oh, the internet. Okay. If there's an app version, I think I'd be on it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So just, I put it off. I started last year. I did it through February, and then I just stopped. So huh. this year, I was like, when I was going back to make this list, I realized I couldn't remember what movies I had seen. So I thought I really need to do letterboxes here. So this year. I've kept up with it so far. We'll see if 2015, I you've been on the Letterbox Jones. Yeah, I mean, I've watched seven movies. You've watched seven movies yeah. in the past, like, yeah. six days, something yeah. like that? Yeah. I've seen about five. Yeah. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Jesus really nothing Christ. else. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, fine. So, Letterbox. So, shout out to the Letterbox people. Yeah, and it's Letterbox and then D. There's no E. That's how they spell the website. Letterbox. D. Oh, oh, dot com. Ooh, like Tumblr. Com. All right. We... Duly yeah. noted. I don't know. I don't but know. I don't know about you guys, but as I was going over my lists, um, me and Melani also rate our movies on a one through five scale, five being the best, one being the worst. Yeah. And um, some movies that I rated pretty high, I'm like, no, no, that movie's actually shit. Right. And other movies that I rated pretty low, I'm like, you okay. know what? That movie's kind of good. So. You mean like over time when you over time, time yeah. to think about it, it just felt a little bit different. Well, as the distance between some movies happened, yeah, I, I thought differently about it. Yeah, moving further, moving on. You yeah, know? that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was surprised with how often that happened, though, because it happened a lot. Yeah. So, but uh, also, you know, some movies that um that I thought that were really bad, yeah, were really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, remember that piece of shit? I do, like, yeah, I do, that was I do fucking like terrible. That we're not doing like a worst of. I find worst of lists. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to know my opinion about a movie, as you know from this podcast, I will tell you <laughs> unashamedly be like, yo, that fucking sucked. In, and it, I think some movies we're going to disagree about on our list. I might be like, oh, I didn't like that movie. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. And that'll happen. But, uh, but I don't like the. There's something about a worst of list. Like, I've watched every movie that came out this year, and these are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Liam also has political reasons why he dislikes awards. I just I do dislike awards. Yeah, you're you're not into saying what was the best. I I'm okay with saying what my favorite thing was. Uh huh. And I feel like that's what I do with music and movies. Yeah. I don't want my list to be like I've decided these were the best. I I I don't I don't like a competitive art culture, and I don't like. The idea that's perceived that like once a movie wins an award, that makes it a better movie. Uh-huh. Especially since so many of these awards are like fucking political. Right, and half right. The people, they really are, yeah. And half the people who rate these things don't go to the movies. They got a screener at their house. They watch a screener. Yes. They're like, oh, that was pretty cool, I guess. Well, you, well, you know what? Actually, um, I know with the Oscars, um, I've, I've read this many times. Um, they'll put some like if they don't get if the re- critics whatever don't see the screeners, they'll have screenings. And they'll be invited somewhere or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, they'll yeah. sit there and like, if enough hands go up in the middle of a movie, they'll stop the movie. Really? And another one. And that happens with documentaries apparently a lot. So they'll only see like, a lot of these critics will only see like, like a half hour of a documentary, put their hand up. They might even hate it. They're just like, all right, I'm, I'm over it. It's not bad, but fine. Let's go to something else. That happens. And I think it's like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, that actually happens. So wow. I don't know why like, that's I, don't, I, don't know anything, I don't know anything about that. That's yeah. ridiculous. 
That, I don't even know what the point of doing any of that is. Yeah, like, that's like, terrible. So we we I, I think we've each compiled a list of what were just our favorite movies. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that... Yeah. And if someone's like, oh, that's weird, like, I wouldn't say that was the best. I'm mm. not trying to do yeah. that. I'm not into that. And the thing with awards is you get really down to like, oh, best actor, yeah. best editing, best whatever. Yeah, the yeah, people, yeah. The website... Best sound design. That I write for does awards like that. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't fucking know. These are the movies I like. Right, right. There's a right, list right. of 20 movies I thought were real good. Hey, go see them. Hey, fucking hey, good. Yo, hey, I, good I probably, fucking movie. Yeah, I probably saw like a hundred some movies this year. <laughs> I managed to pick out 20 that I think are worth telling you about. Man, that's about how many it. movies did you see this year, Eva? Um, 16 here, probably 35. 35, maybe? and you saw over 100. Yeah. No, I mean, I had school. I'm, I'm, I'm way. I, I'm sure I'm exaggerating that a little bit. If I was really put it together... Are you talking just in theater? Yeah, let's say like in theater. Well, in theater and I counted movies that I purchased. Like Housebound I saw right. here because we had to purchase it on Vudu. I haven't bought a single movie last year. Really? Nope. I don't really... I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to buy as much hard media. Just or no, no. Space, I mean like we streamed it for a cost. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. And then I bought like five or six. So. so... I don't... I just got into streaming because of this. Because mm-hmm. I said... See, for me, the, even though these are my favorite movies, I do think, like, if I'm doing an end-of-the-year list, uh, I, I get bummed out if too many big movies are not on my list. So, for example, mm-hmm. we're going to do this afterwards. We'll do the, you know, honorable mention or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing I would probably like Only Lovers Left Alive. That feels like a movie I would probably love. I did not get a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, very few people replied. We asked people for their... Like, yo, we're going to do this thing. Tell us what you... And only one person replied to me personally. It was this dude, uh, Matt McCracken. What's up, bro? I know he listens to the show. He's out there in China. I've actually never met him in real life. He lives in China. We talk on Twitter a lot. He was in the U.S. briefly, and he was going to come visit me in Philly, and then he just stayed in New York all week. I didn't forget that, man. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so the two movies he was really hyped on that I didn't get to see, that he was like, yo, these movies... Yeah. Uh, Lucy, he loved Lucy. I didn't see Lucy either. I didn't see it. Did I didn't you see, see it? it? No. It's huh. a shame. After I mean, as soon as I heard the premise, I decided I didn't want. It. I hate the. I hate that you only use ten percent of your brain. I know it's whatever, but uh, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I'm not into it. <laughs> so just because that's wait, 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 so, But Scarlett Johansson and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that's not enough for me. And here's the thing: part of my reason yeah. I didn't go see it is because Luke Besson has let me down so many times. Yeah, at this point. So, I'm over it. But I trust Matt a lot, and he. It was like. Top Glowing, yeah, loved it. So I'm gonna make. What was the other movie that he he said? Uh, Only lovers left alive, right? I really loved it, and I, which is I funny because this morning while I was waiting for uh, Liam to come over or waiting to go to the, yeah. uh, to um, waiting to hang out with Liam, I watched uh, the end of Broken Flowers. Yeah, oh yeah, Broken and you Flowers. know what, dude, Jim Jarmusch. I wrote him off a while ago. I was like, man, fuck that Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, yeah watching Broken Flowers, I, I was reminded how much I love. Well, that is my Straight favorite up, Jim Jarmusch movie. The that's the seen. one, Broken yeah. Flowers. I don't generally like the few movies I've seen of it. You didn't like really? Dead Man, or you didn't uh, like... Um... Dead Man I didn't see, but I didn't like I Was a Stranger in Paradise. Uh, I didn't care oh, for I it. I love that movie. They uh, made us watch that in two different classes in film school. And and I just like... Just, I don't know, I was just bored to tears. I get it, but I just... Ugh. I ugh. didn't like Ghost Dog. Didn't care for it. I know, I didn't care for it. Yeah. That's wow. I didn't feel I had to write a paper on it. Didn't care. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, all right. Broken Flowers I saw because Bill Murray was in it. Dude, he is so and good. And I like that, that movie. movie a lot. That movie is so just beautiful and gorgeous and lush, and it, it reminded me, like, yeah. I mean, I liked Only yeah, Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, coffee and cigarettes. I thought that was fine. I like so. coffee and cigarettes a little bit, but it's not my favorite. But yeah. a lot of Jarmusch's other movies I like. Yeah. But I don't. 
I will say I don't necessarily love them. Like uh-huh. I enjoy Ghost Dog a lot. I don't think they have replay it's value. It's quirky fun, but it's mm, not. Like, it's not like a love a movie. movie. But yeah. I get the feeling from what people have said that like Only Lovers Left Alive was like right in my soft spot. <clears> it's right really in your like, wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'd really so enjoy it. I just feel it. bad I didn't see it. You know, right, right, right. Um, you know, there was another movie he mentioned that I did see. No, I can't remember. I have to look it up. Uh, but uh, thanks to the, to him, um, and uh, I guess just him because no one else replied. Well, our girl Tia Tia wants to be on the show. That's all she oh, said. Okay. Did not mention any movies to discuss. It'll by the be way, horror based. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but she was like, "What am I going to be on the show?" It was like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Also, uh, my man, my friend Matt Feldy also suggested Ida, which I think is on a few. Oh yeah, so yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love uh, that movie. But then also Only Lovers Left Alive. I'm sorry, guys. We just didn't see it. And then I saw Only Lovers Left Alive. Someone else asked Starry Eyes versus Babadook. I liked them both. Didn't see Starry Eyes. I, I like Starry Eyes a lot more than Babadook. I, I a like lot Babadook. more. I, Babadook didn't make my list. No. And it's hard because uh, I'm a big, as, you, as everyone knows, we're yeah. horror people. We're, we're borderline a genre podcast at this point anyway. I hate Which that. is not what we want to be, but wow. that's just what we like, man. So I mean, it's not the end of the world. I don't mind that, that we like that. horror, yeah. but yeah. So, Liam, why don't we start with your list? Why, let, okay, let's, let's get started. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I want to get this. We'll, we'll get into that, although at some point um, we'll take a break, too, just to <laughs> take a breather, but... What we're going to do is, well, why don't we just read, each of us will read through our list, and then we'll talk about movies we had in common, as well as movies that we don't have in common. And okay. then some of us have stuff on our list that other people didn't see. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, on my list, these are just 20 movies, like, they're, they're not in the order of how awesome they are. We also didn't say we're going to pick 20. I, Evo is 16, I have, like, 14, something like that. I thought you had, tw- I read, the list Did I write down 20? Well, then, 20. I don't Did know. you edit it down? No. I can edit it if you want to read yours. No, you know, no, no. You go ahead and read your 20. All right, here's my 20, and we don't have to talk about all 20 of these movies. Because you love 20. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, Gloria, uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Look of Silence, The Raid 2, Under the Skin, Blue Ruin, Snowpiercer, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Guest, Lego Movie, Whiplash, Tale of Princess Kaguya, Nightcrawler, the Way He Looks, Force Majeure, Her, which I added after you said it because I realized <laughs> I saw it in 2014, even right. though it was a 2013 movie. I saw it like way at the end of the thing. Uh, Locke, Night Moves, Ida, and Why Don't You Play in Hell? Right. Okay. Good list. Good list. So we don't, like I said, we're not going to talk about all those. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on them. Yeah. Who wants so, to go next? What are we going to do? Evo. Next? I'll go next. Um, uh, a few of those I did not see, but uh, I like St. Vincent. Uh, the Imitation Game, uh, Ida, Calvary, The Guest, uh, Box Trolls, Guardians of the Galaxy, Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Lego Movie I put on my list, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Babadook, Blue Ruin, Foxcatcher, Snowpiercer, and Whiplash. Nice. Um, you know, I did not see Boyhood. I really wanted to. Uh, Under the Skin, I missed. Uh, Nightcrawler, I missed. Oh, uh, Most Wanted Man, I just saw. And I, did, I missed Birdman. That one's one that I really wanted to see. Mm. But. Right. Okay. So on my list, yeah. I have her, because I saw it in 2014. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, also seen in 2014. And even if I didn't see them in 2014, they'd still be on my list because it pisses Evo off. <laughs> so that's why they're there. I don't Evo make the rules. I just enforce them. <laughs> uh, and then I have Lego Movie, 
Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which I got a tattoo of the week that we saw it, and Liam still hasn't gotten his tattoo yet. Yeah, that's because you didn't wait for me. That's because I didn't wait for Liam. But I did get it because that's how much I love that movie. And in my opinion, I think that's my favorite movie of the year. I think that's my number one. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you know, it's no secret I love Wes Anderson. Um, Locke, The Sacrament, huh? Huh? Um, Blue Ruin, The Double. Um, Under the Skin, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, uh, Box Trolls, Pride is on my list. That was actually one of my favorite movies of the year. It was wow. so good. I didn't see it, and I would like. It's we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, Housebound, also a great movie. One of my favorite horror movies of the year. The Guest, Saint Vincent, Birdman, uh, Baba Duke, and Starry Eyes, Ida, and. Um, Yodorowsky's Dune and Top 5. It's weird. Did I not say... You did not say Yodorowsky's Dune. Oh, you know what? I took off Yodorowsky's Dune. Why? Uh, you saw it in 2013? I no, I thought having more than 20 movies was too many movies <laughs> on my list. Uh, if I'm actually the... You know, this is... I, I do think this is a growing process. If I'm If I think <clears throat> about it a little bit more... I'd probably actually take the Raid 2 off and put on Yodorowsky's Dune. Yeah. I love the Raid 2. It was great. Raid 2 was awesome. So much fun. So much fun. Did you but see I, that, Eva? No, I saw the first one. Not the second. But oh, I do man. think Yodorowsky's Dune, it really got something from me at a, like, a well, different level. Also, it's very also well documented that you and I love Yodorowsky so much. Yeah, I think that's part so of it. Like, and, and you know what? I love the Dune, too. I love Dune. I love the David Lynch Dune. I don't give a shit if it's a terrible fucking movie because I know it is. But... I love that movie. It's one of those movies I just adore. And uh, seeing Yodorowsky talk about it and all that stuff and hearing the story. And then just seeing that team get put together of O'Bannon and Mobius and uh, and Geiger and all that stuff. Like hearing that Yodorowsky is the one who put that together. And that he had, well, I don't know. I'm not going to spoil the documentary if you haven't seen it yet. But I'm just saying, hearing all that stuff, that movie is definitely on my list because that movie is amazing. It's 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 honestly giving me my mantra for 2015, which is to be a spiritual warrior. <laughs> that, is, that is my whole quest for 2015. I don't know if you know. Me and Milani went to a transcendental meditation uh, intro. Aww, it's adorable. It was a It was an introduction to TM. Okay. Seminar went to that last night, so I'm thinking about nice. it. I'm like, what's the best way to be a spiritual warrior? To engage in spirit wars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? So were there any ringers in the class? Like they're not. In the, they're way more advanced in the intro. Uh no, no, no. <laughs> Everybody that went in there was like really skeptical. We're all yeah. in there like, whatever. yeah, whatever. It was funny because all the dudes are like, "Well, my wife made me come, so yeah. that's why I'm here." And I was just like, "Do you guys see Lost Highway? She's awesome." okay let's talk about some uh specific things uh so evo i would like you to tell us a little bit about neither one of us listed the imitation game did you see the imitation i only saw the trailer for imitation we haven't seen it and uh i've heard mixed things uh for example ed travis uh uh head editor at synapse.co co loved it one of his favorites of the year. Yeah, me too. Uh, other people I talked to hated it. So hated it. Yeah, like really disliked it. So wow. Evo, talk a little bit about that movie. What? It, what I don't understand how you could hate that movie. Well, Kira Knightley's really awesome. She's yeah, in it, right? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was really good in it. Um, Everybody I'm loves Benedict in Cumberbatch. The period in history too. Because oh. um, yeah. Alan Turing, the guy's based off. Um, you know, he basically created the first computer, the yeah. Turing machines. You know, uh, but it was kind of the movie's 
balance between, you know, that, them trying to break the German Enigma code, which was considered unbreakable, and his him dealing with kind of his sort of closeted homosexuality in a time when that would get you in jail, like I, mm-hmm. and uh, what happened with him. So, I mean, there were, I'm, every time I see a movie based on historical film, well, you know, historical events, I try to find what the discrepancies are compared to reality, you know. Mm-hmm. And there were a few, but nothing really that major that made me mm-hmm. go, oh, they just made it. Like, Patch Adams, like, that, first of all, I didn't think that was a good movie, but, like, <laughs> like he was gay, and you now he had, like... Yeah, he had a girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, like where he had like a love. You know, what I mean? yeah. like that to me is a big yeah. thing you make up. You know, uh-huh. but little stuff like, um, well, there's no record of him ever meeting this person. Well, that yeah. person's a spy, so why would there be a record? Like yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. I don't care. Uh, that doesn't bother me. You know, uh-huh. I understand. <laughs> but um, but oh no, I mean um, no, I just thought like the whole not one. I mean, a movie like that where a war movie without actual war going around, like yeah. there's no bomb. Like you see the aftermath of a bomb at one point, but nothing really. Yeah. Um, those can drag. I didn't find it dragging at all. So. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole movie. I, I just I thought it was really solid, and I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was like really good in it. So yeah, um, huh. let's yeah. talk. Let's talk a little bit about you guys both listed box trolls too. Oh yeah, did you that, see that? That was on my list, and then I just didn't have room in the final twenty, but I loved it. Oh my god! But it, we, we talk a little bit about that movie. Let's talk a little bit about it. It was so good. It was so good. Not since Fantastic Mr. Fox is a movie so yeah, intricate just and so hand animated. Yeah. Brought me to that level in yeah. my in my personality or whatever. Yeah. Where I was like, yo, completely sucked in. Yeah. Chomping on popcorn. Like, I really liked I really liked the villains. Like, yeah. I liked yeah. the way they played out. They were Dude, so good. very ridiculous but in a way that was still kind of human you know yeah. i also think it's funny that richard aoadi who uh directed yeah. or who he, he didn't direct but he was the voice of the one guy yeah he in an interview he talked about how like the main villain was <laughs> modeled after dane edna oh. <laughs> so funny and again it's funny because coming back to my relationship with melani melani loves drag queens yeah. so <laughs> like having that aspect yeah. of this erstwhile like nice and innocent kitty movie so funny to me. So, so good and memorable because of it. Like, that shit is awesome. Yeah. But it looked so good. It looked so awesome. It's such a complete movie. Like, yeah. I mean, did you guys like Coraline and, and uh, yeah, Paranorman, what, too? About, like, movies like Coraline, like, um, like that is, is actually a scary movie. Yeah. It's not a horror movie, of course, but um, there's, because you, you kind of, you try, you try to remember what you were like when you're nine or ten, whatever, how old Coraline was, mm. um, and you're like, oh, that would have been really terrifying then. Yeah. Cause, because it kind of taps into those fears you had at that age. And I thought this kind of had some of that. That same know? aspect yeah, of being, like, snatched. Yeah, a very good um, comparison, I think. With, yeah. Uh, Bakken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, same some, team though right that's the same yeah, company they, put, yeah. they did all yeah. three the Paranorman and then the yeah. Marshalls I liked I, I liked Coraline I loved Paranorman I thought yeah. Paranorman was amazing and I think I liked Box Trolls just a teeny bit more than Paranorman uh, it helped though that I saw Box Trolls in the theater yeah, yeah. I actually saw it at a drive-in which I cool. actually saw it in 3D oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I, I make it a point not to watch 3D movies anymore yeah. Yeah. but that movie it totally worked okay. it, it looked so good yeah, yeah I don't believe that's not on your list I love that of the three that's my favorite one uh, I I could not justify three kids movies on my list really I have the Lego movie. If I had to choose between the Box Trolls and Lego movie, as much as I love the Box Trolls, you're going Lego movie. Got me emotionally. Like I got emotionally. I think for me, uh, as an overall movie, I like Lego movie more. I think. Right. I think that uh, there was something very personal about Box Trolls, Uh and I would rewatch either of those movies. But I think Lego movie is a better overall movie. Yeah. Um. So that made it onto my list. On another day, I might take Lego movie off and put Box Trolls on. Yeah, and then the 
the clear winner of the kids' movies from this year. The Miyazaki was, movie. Uh, Tale of Princess Kaguya. Which I did not see. It's not a Miyazaki movie. It's a, oh, it's a it's, Studio Ghibli movie, but it's a different director. It's not Miyazaki. I don't think it's Miyazaki, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it was beautiful and amazing, and I cried the whole time, and <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it's... In like you know, I just write a list of twenty movies. I didn't rank them. Right. If right, I was right, thinking right. of ranking them, Kaguya makes it in the top ten for me. Top ten for sure. I think. I think. It, I think very clearly. There's a few movies on my list that are clear. Like these movies aren't just movies that I liked, but I freaking love. So, for example, um, I think Kaguya, Tale of Princess Kaguya, Whiplash, mm. uh, which I didn't see. Oh man, the yeah. <laughs> we, both me and Evo, and, I, and you know, just this morning I was at uh, Rival Brothers Coffee. Check out Rival Brothers Coffee if you're in Philadelphia. <laughs> and the, the, the man, Stephen Welch, was working, and he brought it up. He's like, yo, did you see Whiplash? Yeah. And <laughs> someone said to him, it's like, uh, what did they say? They're like, uh, they described it as like a boxing movie, but about music. Yeah. Wow. And, and it, it is so intense. Yeah. It's a movie that is emotionally crushing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You walk out of there worn out. Yeah. Like, and you know, then highest yeah. highs and lowest lows. Yeah. It's a movie that really explores obsession. Yeah. And it's a movie that doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't romanticize it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. even though, uh, I don't even want to say anything about the ending, but let's just say the way that it plays out was not what I expected. Have you guys, yeah, have either of you guys either. done like choir or like orchestra like that? I was, in your schooling oh, travels, yeah, when I was in third grade, I tried to learn to play the trombone. Yeah, I didn't happen for you. This, figuring out the spit valve, mm-hmm. and then that was it. <laughs> uh, in fifth grade, I went to a Catholic grade school. Uh, fifth grade, uh, Sister Elizabeth made all the boys try out for choir because all the girls wanted to be on it. You know, uh-huh. and I purposely threw my audition, <laughs> and I got picked. <laughs> we had to sing the Hallelujah, you know, of course, ever. And I was the only boy who got picked. Oh man, so it was me and like twenty girls. And at the time, I was like 10, 11. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. But now, like, yeah, it was all. Awesome. <laughs> you know? um, you saw the choir for about a year and a half, but then uh, I, I would have to go to mass twice a weekend, and I didn't want that because I was also an older boy, uh-huh. extraordinaire. Yeah. So I told my mom, "Pick one, I'll do one." <laughs> and I haven't sung since. <laughs> so, see, I stayed in choir and like all that competitive crap all the way through college. Like, oh really? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't play football. I was in the choir. I was in. The, I, I didn't get one of those all South Jersey soccer jackets in grade school. Yeah. But then they made the patches for the all South Jersey choir boys, and let me nice. tell you, I got one of them boys. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. So Way dorky, but I definitely have seen like competitive like conductors and all that stuff that are like super in your asshole about like oh, that yeah. kind of shit. The only so, exper- experience I have with that is uh, we have sister Richard, and she was a choir director, and she was like a tyrant with. She was generally cool, but when she was you know doing that, she was a tyrant with us le- learning every song from Sister Act. <laughs> For what I don't know because it wasn't like we were singing for someone. The Pope wasn't coming. Sister Act. Yeah, we oh had to learn God. every song. I'm I still so know levels. every song. That shit is so amazing. I know every song. Oh still. wow, dude! Oh my God! But I remember her being like hard on us. Maybe not as hard as Whiplash, or even close to it. You know, she didn't throw a chair at us. <laughs> but uh, I remember that being uh, dude, like, way dude, way to spoiler the movie. So there's a throne chair in the movie because I did see it. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a super intense movie and i think it's the sort of movie that a lot of people skip because they're like yeah. artsy movie about jazz yeah. i'm not into it yeah and it's like uh psychological yeah. thriller really like intense <laughs> emotionally driven like yeah crazy. It's, wow 
it was just that was probably the most visceral experience I've had. Other than a movie that's not on my list that I love, you guys know I love was It Follows. Yeah, yeah. which I haven't it's seen. That, even though I saw it, uh, and and I saw it before other people could see it. I just feel like it'll. I'll see it again in March, and it'll be on my 2015 list. So yeah, just so it just leaving it for that. For uh, now. The only movie on my list that I saw that no one can see, and I feel bad about, but I loved it so much I had to put it on my list, was The Look of Silence. Right. So The Look of Silence is on my list. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, The Act of Killing. Yes. Yeah. So this is the follow-up. Oh. He finishes that. Act of Killing, you know, he filmed over almost nine years. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Was over a while, Unbelievable right? movie. He finishes movie. the movie. People in the country know he made the movie, but they don't know anything about it because it hasn't come out yet. He went back for 30 days before the movie came out to film this follow-up. So what you're seeing is only 30 days of filming. And then he jetted because he knew once the movie came out. That they're all going to try and kill his back. ass. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, uh, the way Tim Elmo put it is he'd be persona non grata. Well, actually, they want him to come back. But they're not. He's not sure they would let him leave. Yeah. <laughs> Holy know? shit. But uh, anyway, so what's it? It's a, it's a documentary about the so same people, or same uh, uh, time period, different area. Uh-huh. And in this movie, he takes a survivor. Uh, oh. His brother was killed in the massacres. Right. And he's an optometrist, mm. and so he has this guy set up, sets this guy up doing eye exams for all the people who were part of killing his brother holy shit he like asked them questions about the the murders oh wow wow it is so intense holy shit it's and here's the thing about active killing active killing is brilliant and it's you saw active killing right yeah dude that movie is beautiful in its own way but it's there's so much stuff going on it's like there's so many levels and uh it's not very subtle no. And the thing about Look of Silence is that it's beautiful because it's yeah. focused on the, the survivors, Survivor, yeah. his parents and him, uh-huh. and how hard their life is, but how human and dignified their life is. Mm-hmm. And that was so just, um, there was something very compassionate and very uh-huh. poetic about the movie that just like, it just hit me. Like it really just like pulled me in, you know? Right, so I right, right. uh, no, it's not a 2014 release. The reality is, When's it coming out for... Well, so here's the thing. A few people saw it, so reviews came out about it. Uh-huh. So, But I don't think it was going to make it out in time for Oscars. Mm. So they're holding it till next year, so it'll be in the running for 2015 Aww. Oscars. Well, that sucks. I mean, it's great for them. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Know, I'd like to see it I'd like really to see it badly. Out. I mean, and I think because of the hype yeah. around... Active Killing, I yeah. think it'll get a wider release, so I yeah. think we'll be able to see it. Active yeah. Killing's on Netflix now, and that's something I want to rewatch because yeah. there was like what you said was so jam packed. I don't, I feel like I absorbed a ton of it, but not all of it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's an easy movie to to not get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it warrants two viewings at least. Why don't we talk about the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy is on everybody's list? I think that's good, yeah. dude. Yeah. I think that that's like the, the Beatles movie of the year. Like that for me yeah. is also Everybody's like on. there. There isn't. One person, it's like, um, there isn't one person that I know that saw it that was like, yo, that movie sucked. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I've seen like one or two people on Facebook and stuff talk about like, oh yeah, that movie was terrible. Yeah. But, and, and uh, typically I trust their taste, but it's also like, dude, now you're just being contrarian. Yeah. Which you're, now you you're kinda, just, at this point I can kind of spot it too. Like, yeah, pretty, like, like you're dude. just being that guy. <laughs> Do you like, really? Not that, yeah. Not that it's like unheard of that someone would hate that movie. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a pretty reasonable person. I can see why somebody might like a movie I don't and vice versa. But, um, yeah, but Guardians is just one of those, like, I don't understand how you could hate that movie. It might not be yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe like, eh, whatever, you don't have time for it. I totally get that. Yeah. I know somebody who was like that with the Avengers, which I thought was great. But, you know, um, but um, 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand how you could hate that movie. Yeah. There's nothing hateable I, about I, it. In my opinion, that is the greatest Marvel movie ever made. Um, I, I think you can make a really good argument for that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just... I, I mean, I, I, if someone wants to say to me, and I think people have, that Guardians of the Galaxy is a little overhyped... Uh-huh. Then I kind of understand that. Like mm-hmm. I've had people say that, like it was good, but yeah. people freak out. I think that's fair. I think though, for me, as a fan of comic books, yeah. as a fan of comic book movies, as a fan of fun summer movies, yeah, nothing came out this summer that was more fun than that. That yeah. was even close to yeah. challenging. I just had a blast watching. I mean, the, yeah. it, it, literally this summer. Have was, you rewatched it since? Yeah, this I have summer not. Is Guardians twice, and then yeah. Lego Movie, and then what? Dawn maybe was Captain good? America: Winter Soldier. Did that, come out that, that was March, though. That was March. Oh, yeah, 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 that, that was wasn't. Because huh. they always throw movies. one big movie in March, and then you wait about a month, a month and a half, and then comes. Yeah, and May. then early yeah. summer was like Godzilla. That yeah. was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's huh. the thing, like, and and Guardians Galaxy. When I saw Dawn, I thought, well, I guess this is the summer movie. Like Dawn of Planet of the Apes. This is it. Like, yeah. this, is, this is gonna be the movie. And then I saw Guardians, and it was like. <sighs> Planet of the what? Dawn is a fun movie, but yeah. uh, but Guardians Dude. is a good movie. And like it's on a list, like looking at my list, I feel like my list is a little heavy on the like artsy movies. Like, man, this is kind of a pretentious list. But then like certain movies But then you're like, I'm Liam. Yeah. No, but certain but certain movies like Snowpiercer, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Guest, Lego movie, these are movies that like are not Movies maybe that like you'll learn about in film class in uh-huh. forty yeah, years, yeah, 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 but yeah. they're movies that were so much fun in the theater that I like. So I have you them. have you gone back on any movies like that you liked when you saw it? Snowpiercer might be one of those for me. Really? We freaked out super hard. If if you're a listener of the podcast, you know when Snowpiercer came out, we did the episode with uh, Dan Tabor. What's up, yeah. Dan? And uh, all of us, movies. yeah, and yeah. we loved Snowpiercer. But then as I, I got a little bit further away from it. I was like, maybe I didn't love it as much as I thought that I did. Was it on your list? Yeah. Oh, but you. But now you're worried that it shouldn't. Well, be on your yeah. List. Now, like when I when I put it on my list because I knew when I saw it, I fr- I flipped the fuck out. Like I had a great yeah. ass time watching it. But then again, I made the list a couple days ago, and I was like, you know, and it, it's something that I did bring up in the original episode about like this man ate babies. It's, He's complaining about eating crickets after he knows what baby tastes like. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's fucked up. Then, like, there's a lot of, like, weird little holes in that movie that maybe I wasn't so attentive to because I was so jazzed on it the first time I saw it. But you haven't watched it again since? I watched it once since. Okay. And, and again, I was... I mean, I enjoyed it because it's a Korean movie. I love, like, that style of yeah. movie making. And uh, there's a lot of things I still do love about it, like the weird teacher cat um, cart and oh, the train so and all that stuff. That's <laughs> that just part. so awesome, right? Yeah. But then just like other things, like how are you going to burn down that man's last cigarette and not smoke it? That's mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that shit just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being nitpicky. I think you're being crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. I I, I, uh, I get why some people don't love Snowpiercer. Like, yeah. It's not... I don't even think I put it in my top ten of the twenty movies that I loved, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, when I first wrote this list, you know, when I shared it, when I first wrote this list down, it's like thirty-five movies. Yeah, to go yeah. through and say what do I need to take off the list? And Snowpiercer made it because 
I would watch it again. Like if we yeah. finish this yeah. podcast and you're like, yo, let's go put on Snowpiercer, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> yes, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. follow it up with Guardians. Oh, man, right. that's a hell of a and day then, right there. And then let's pay for the guests, and let's do that, too. Sweet. Good times. Good times. Uh, so, okay, so Guardians is on our list. Was there anything else? What else was on Pride. You guys didn't see Pride? Pride no. Oh, that was not on Pride is on my list. That so movie. So I didn't see it. Tell us a little bit about I know a little bit about it, but tell us, like, what, how it was, how you felt about well, it. Well, Pride we saw on a screener. I saw it for uh, Cinadelphia because I had to review it for them. But it was also sponsored in part by Q Philly and Q Fest and all that stuff, because it's like a gay movie. It's about like gay um, gay men in mm-hmm. England, yeah, in like eighty six, okay. something like that. It was like eighty six, and it's about the the conflation of that the gay struggle with the minor struggles in in England at the time as well, where big corporations were shutting down, like uh, like changing all the, the the rules and like the unions were getting mm-hmm. like strangled. And they cl- they shut down all the miners, which like, you know, it's crazy. And the whole story, the premise of the story, if you don't know, is that um, this one gay group in, in in England took up for the miners and started collecting for the miners. And yeah. then they started, they did a concert, like they did all this stuff. And then when it came to it, and um, like, you know, people were were there's a lot of stuff where the persecution went the other way towards the gay people. The miners took yeah. up for them as well. Yeah. And like, it's 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 such a it's such a good movie because it is a period piece for sure. It happens in the eighties, right? And I love, as you guys know, I love like eighties. Anything? Wait, I couldn't stuff. hear. I couldn't hear what you said over your Morrissey shirt. Yeah, I know, right? And <laughs> Billy Bragg's in the in in the soundtrack. Come on, man! Oh, yeah, like yeah. your power in the union. Sure, there. Good. I want Dude, to see it. it's it's such a fun movie. And it shows like a abject struggle, but then it shows that struggle like in the end is human, and it doesn't it, it doesn't matter like you know what faction you belong to, but people can work together and make things change, and like that's the essence of the movie, yeah. and they tell it in such a a strong and touching way, like through the eyes of like one kid who's coming out, and then through the eyes of the miners and all that stuff, and it takes a multi perspective like approach to yeah. this one big coming together. Yeah, which ah, oh, such a good movie. It was. I thought it was really well acted. It had a lot to say about the time without saying too much. You know what I mean? Like movies like that tend they have the the capacity to over expound on yeah, things, yeah, and it gets kind of annoying. But it, this is very subtle. Bill Nye's in it. Are you gonna not love a movie yeah, with Bill Nye? Come on, man! Like that dude's awesome. Yeah, he's done some movies I don't love. Really? Yeah, wasn't he in a? Uh... Love actually. He was in a. He was also in Underworld. Underworld right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Underworld movies. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love them. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, so you guys also both had Babadook on your list. Yes. I did. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you're saying that. Well, did you like Babadook better than Starry Eyes? I didn't see Starry oh, Eyes. you didn't. But I, okay, I, but I really talk, did like Babadook. Talk a little bit about Babadook. What 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 did you love about Babadook? Um, there was a lot that I didn't love about it. Okay. But what I did love about it was its artful ambiguity. Mm-hmm. There was a very like difficult way that they showed. Because you see these movies about single parents, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. struggle, but then like, yeah, it's you know. It's territory, this, yeah. 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 In this movie, this woman is fucking up. To the point where you're like, maybe the kid's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that shit is way scarier to me than like a book. You know what I mean? Like being a single parent, doing your best, and your, your kid's still like fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a horror movie. And then to like combine that with this supernatural element. Yeah. This is really, really cool. The stuff that I didn't like, like, 
there's all that weird like attention drawn to the mother's tooth which in the end she just pulls out and throws on the floor yeah like i get it but it's also like really like you're gonna spend all that time with that so i don't know i like that um you know uh, I guess potential spoilers coming up. Uh, so warning. Um, I, I like that. Um, there's basically two or three, I think, viable explanations of what it was. Uh-huh. Did she write the book? She mentioned she wrote kids books. She went to the cops. She had chalk on her hands after freshly written pages. You know, mm-hmm. did she write it? You know, is it part? Is, is she creating some of this? You know, um, you know, the the basement's obviously like the past. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even like that was the 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 title itself was like an anagram, like a bad book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, it, I think both the literal, tr- uh, uh, interpretation of, you know, she's doing all this or the kind of, I guess the more metaphorical, I think they're both satisfying interpretations. Yeah. I think you can make a compelling argument and write a good paper on either one. Uh-huh. Um, so I liked it and I liked that you didn't actually see the Babadook that much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm Not glad it end, wasn't really. like so many movies like, like I thought Mama, that fell apart. The last like twenty minutes, God. the movie itself was okay, and then the build up act three then, for Mama was so bad. Yeah, saw her in every frame, pretty much. awful. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Less Is More, so I'm glad Babadook didn't go that route. And uh, also, this is her first movie. Jennifer Kent, I think, did it. Um, great first movie. <laughs> so. Babadook wasn't very CG heavy either, no, it wasn't. which is what the problem with yeah. Mama was. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I uh, I. Uh, I get it at from like a metaphorical angle, like it uh-huh. being about in some sense the anxieties of parenthood and stuff. Yeah, I didn't get it as like not being real. Like to me, the end of the movie is like, no, there is a Babadook. It's really a real thing. Yeah, he's eating worms in the basin yeah, right this now. This is a thing, and that's why I didn't like it as much. Really, I thought it. Worked. I still didn't take it as a real thing at the end. I not only did I, I'm pretty sure she confirmed that it was. I'm really, almost 100 percent sure that she was like, yeah, it's about a monster. The monster's a metaphor for be for parenthood. But I thought I thought it was more of a metaphor for her grief. Like she resented her kid. Yeah. And I think every parent at one time or another, to at least a, even a oh. a tiny degree, might resent their kids. No, I think that's know. true too. I think it works at that level, but I. I don't think I think it starts off ambiguous as to what is going on with the Babadook and I don't know that it ends that way and for me I didn't find the creature particularly compelling okay the mom horrifying like yeah. every scene with her Holy crazy shit. I was like oh shit this movie's sick <laughs> but every shot of the Babadook I found disappointing okay. in every way uh, I kind of like the ending where it's like, oh, the Babadook's just in the basement because you can't get rid of it. So I guess, <laughs> and I like that as a metaphor, like you can't actually expunge the trauma of her. Death. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it also plays in the whole like the whole Jungian idea of like the whole shadow archetype, yeah. you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, um, you know, she's, be- um, you know, it's her. I mean. She's trying to repress this, right? And the, the more she denied that Babadook existed, yeah. the realer it became. So yeah. that's her suppressing you know, all yeah. that you know, yeah. stuff that she doesn't like about herself. All right, fine. But um, I thought kind of like her going down, feeding it you know, worms, like attending her garden. She was she was in the garden right before uh, that, you know. Yeah. Um, is kind of her just that little safety, like a little release valve, like, yeah. you know, this is me being, you know, I'm kind of shitty sometimes, so whatever. So I, I actually... Um, the first minute or so, at the end, I'm like, oh, it's a real thing. It's like a pet. So I'm like, no, nah, actually, it wasn't. I actually didn't think at all that was a real thing. Huh. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll put that up for discussion, listeners. So why don't, we, why don't you give me your comparison between that and Starry Eyes? Oh, I thought uh, Starry Eyes was much scarier. Uh, I, it played off my anxieties more. I think it was obviously not filmed. It's clearly 
Babadook is a uh, is... to me technically a better done movie, uh-huh. but Starry Eyes frightened me. Like I would really? say, it, like really scared me, but it made me uncomfortable at a really deep level. I think because body horror is a thing that freaks me out. Yeah, I think uh, secret cults of rich white people that do bad things to people <laughs> freaks me out, and I think the whole world of like untrustworthy friends, you know, yeah. that like all that played together to me to make a really now again. Uh, I think what you said is true. For a first movie, Babadook is so shiny, like so well done, so that I'm so looking forward to her other movies. And it didn't make yeah. it a. It's not that Babadook was a bad movie. I just didn't love it because I really thought the parts that were not that were clearly not supernatural were more scary to me. Okay. The parts where she's being insane are more scary to me. Yeah. And the parts of the Babadook were less scary, but. Uh, is it still one of the best horror movies I saw this year? Easily. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mind, we're still in a realm where most new horror movies are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking awful. There's one good movie or good horror movie a year. That's kind of like, you know, yeah, well, that's so kind this, of how it's So this year is a plus because, yeah, because yeah, we got Baba Duke, we got, we got um, Starry Eyes. Yeah, I want to say. And uh, Housebound, I think, was amazing. I thought it was really, really yeah, fun. I think we should talk about Housebound. I liked it, but I don't know if I loved it like that. But, uh, Evo, I know you got to go soon. Well, uh, do you want to take a break and then just take, wait till he comes yeah, back? Yeah, I can come back at 3.30. The, well, but, but all I'm saying is before you leave, yeah. I wanted to say, is there anything else on your list that we should talk about before you got to go? Um... You guys see Foxcatcher? Oh, yeah. So I did see Foxcatcher, and I really thought about putting it on my list, and I ended up not. Why? Um, you know, I don't even have a good reason. I think it's because, though I found the movie really intense, uh, I don't know that it's I like... It's light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, it, <laughs> like it wasn't as intense as... Yeah. Well, and I think the difference is that because it's a true story, I mean, it's going to go in a certain direction, but I didn't know anything about the story. So I went you didn't? Totally the I did, and yeah. I still was like, oh, man. You know it's really yeah. funny? A lot of the people that I work with, that Evo used to work with, they remember when this yeah. went down. Oh, yeah. Because they tried to bring that guy to the mental health system in Philadelphia yeah. after all that went down. Uh, yeah. And uh, so they all were talking about, like, after well, when that movie came out, I was talking to people at work about it. And, like, all the old heads were just like, yo, I remember when that shit happened. And they were arguing between the hospitals, like, where they were going to put this yeah. dude because he was a murderer. But also a wealthy person. Yeah, and he was, like, he a DuPont. So, yeah. Um, you know, but, like, look at it, they know? were, like, all fighting for it, yeah. which is weird. It's yeah. weird to hear hospitals do that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, but, yeah, those dudes that worked in the 80s and all that, that remember that shit actually happening were just, like, Holy shit! Yeah, I totally. Remember I guess that. if if we were gonna do awards, Foxcatcher would really jump up in the sense of like those were three of the best performances. Yeah, this year. dude, uh, Steve Carell was and, so and, good. And I gotta Channing lift up Tatum. Man, I gotta lift up, really good. But I also gotta lift up my man Ruffalo. Ruffalo Mark yeah. Ruffalo was awesome. Seriously, I didn't know it was He's him. At first. So like, good. I really was like, maybe that's Mark Ruffalo. And Susan was like, is that Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. And we just kept going, yeah. is that Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Dude, was, I thought he was really great. Now that's not to say. Like you said, Channing Tatum was amazing. Steve Carell was amazing. But I guess I had heard they were amazing. Yeah, and I so... had not heard much about Ruffalo. And then I'm like, Ruffalo is just so endearing in this movie. Yeah. I guess he just didn't have the total transformation that Carell did. Yeah. And Tatum's character is just complicated. Like, 
Not that Channing Tatum had a physical transformation, you know, you yeah. know it's him, but, but emotionally he had to portray a lot. Yeah, yeah he did. He really and did. he did well. I think overall, though... Did you hear about the glasses that Mark Ruffalo wore in that movie? No, what about the glasses? They are the actual glasses of the man that he was playing, that oh the, the widow gave to the director yeah. for use in the movie, and he wore them through the whole movie. Wow. Isn't there like a... Like, I think there's like a three and a half, four hour version. Yeah, there's a, the original director's cut was four and, a, four and a half hours. Yeah, I want to see that. Wow. The other thing that's really crazy about that movie is that apparently Steve Carell didn't joke around at all and stayed in pretty much character yeah. during the whole yep. shoot. Yeah. yeah. Which is, to me, that's like, that's commitment to a craft. I also don't know what to make. I wonder uh, what it means that that dude is so pissed right now about it. Yeah. Which, about no, I haven't. The uh, Mark... Uh, uh, Channing Tatum's character Channing Tatum's um, character Mark whatever oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he is mad yeah. he's been threatening the director on Twitter yeah. no shit like oh, it's not true and it's well his big thing is um, from what I've gathered yeah, I've read a few things on it um, he felt like that Channing Tatum um, Steve Carell relationship bordered almost on like you know like a homosexual type relationship in uh, a way yeah in a way and he said it wasn't like that at all. So he feels like he was kind of he's kind of being he like, misportrayed. You know, misportrayed. Yeah. Did he um, did he have any uh, insights on the movie? Did they talk to him I, at all? I can't imagine they didn't. Yeah. Saw, no, no, no. He was part of the yeah. process. Yeah, he he admits he saw the movie ahead of time. So one scene he didn't like. He asked for them to take it out. They didn't take it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then critics have said. You know, there's that one scene that makes me think maybe they were gay. Yeah. And he freaked out because of that. Of that Their scene. interpretation enforces what he thought. Yeah. yeah. Now, in interviews, Carell and the director have been like, yeah, it is kind of ambiguous. But Tatum was like, no, not at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, I did not play that scene with that in mind. I don't think that's what was going on. Uh-huh. But the director has been kind of ambiguous about it. Here's the thing, though. Um, I get... The idea that, like, that's not what it was, so it makes uh. him uncomfortable. But everything he says about it feels so homophobic to me. Like, everything he says, I'm not gay, guys. I'm not a gay. I'm not yeah, gay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, man, chill out, yeah, all right? Yeah. Any, to me, any intimate relationship between men in this sense that's very physical, people will go, I don't know, it's kind of gay. And it's up to you to be a mature enough adult to go, hey, I get why you're thinking that, but yeah. just so you know. Yeah, it's men rolling around on the floor with tights. Like, I don't have a problem with him clarifying it, but his rage level yeah. comes across like He's that pissed. Yeah. He's that upset. That yeah. kind of, um, you ever hear that whole story about Ben Hur and Charlton Heston? No. How, um, uh, I forget who played the his counterpart in that. The, the guy basically ends up killing his family, all that stuff. Right, right, right. Um, but they're in the story, they're longtime friends from before, you know? And the other guy was told to basically play that almost kind of like like a, like they had a previous gay relationship. Yeah, they did not tell Charlton Heston that at all, so he never interpreted that as being that. And they knew he would never play it if, if yeah. that was, was what that. they told. But the him. other guy did, and if you watch it with that in mind, you can see like just the way they shake hands. He's kind of holding his hand, like you know, like the way he does it. Like, okay, yeah, I guess he did play it that way, you know. But yeah. Charlton Heston had no idea yeah. any of that was going on. And I'm not saying this is what happened here, but um, it kind of it, like when I heard about Schultz being so mad about you know the way it was edited yeah. or cut, whatever, it reminded me of the whole Ben Hur thing. Like, wow, how, that's how funny. would that have played out today? Well, so what I thought was funny is I read that before I saw the movie, yeah. so I was looking for it. Uh, <laughs> see, I, right? Yeah, I yeah, had no idea. Looking for it, I didn't get it, dude. You I didn't actually see it. Yeah. left it going. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Steve Carell character is a creepy, yeah. creepazoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, fucking weirdo. But if I see a creepy old guy fascinated with young men, 
I don't actually assume because he wanted to have sex with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe he did. Like, dude yeah, maybe. had that going knows, on. Yeah. But it didn't come across that way to me. It came across, like, about him. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a loser. Like, yeah. richest man in the world. And he, he sucks, he's yeah. He's trying to prove stuff to his mom. Yeah, trying to get exactly. out of his mommy's shadow. Yeah. And that's what this whole thing was about to me. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. exactly yeah. what I took it as. And yeah. so it's a, and, and you know what? I'm surprised that I didn't put it on my list because it was very tragic. Honestly, like, even though I know it qualifies for 2014 Oscars, <laughs> I just, I very much thought of it as a movie that came out for me in 2015. Okay. okay. I really think of Foxcatcher as my first movie of 2015. 2015. Okay. So maybe that's why. But uh, Did you just recently see it? Like, yeah, I literally just, just saw it. I saw it like the second night it came out. So yeah. it was like yeah, probably yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. a long okay. movie. So yeah. uh, we're going to take, we're gonna a, take break. a break right now. Me and Liam are going to get some coffee. Eva's going to go uh, run home real quick, and then we're going to go come back. All right. All right. So uh, we to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, our favorite albums. You know, this yeah. is a music and a movie podcast. So, you know, Evo had to step out for a little bit. He had some business to take care of. So while he's gone, he's, he'll be back in a little bit so we can continue our discussion on movies. Yeah. But for now, we just wanted to do a brief little thing about Because here's the thing, man. Um, in the advent of Spotify and the streaming method of taking in music, yeah, it's a lot harder to know what records came out this year, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um, for me, uh, there aren't as many this year records that I was looking forward to and like anxiously waiting to come out, you know? But you but still have a pretty robust list. I do have a robust list because, uh, I don't know, I actively was seeking something good to listen to this year Okay. that I hadn't heard before. Okay. So um, I don't know. Rather than run down the whole list... I'd like to put up just a couple ones that I thought were really, really good that moved me. Um, okay. One of which, a lot of pushback on this, but I really like the third installment of the Mariachi El Bronx records. Mariachi yeah, El Bronx you are three. a big fan of that band. Talk I am to me a about big that. fan of Mariachi music. It started when I was younger, and I listened to a lot of Los Lobos because they did the soundtrack to La Bamba. And uh, okay. my dad had a bunch of old Los Lobos records, and not like the weird Kiko and the Lavender Moon stuff. I'm talking about like... Just another band from East L.A. era, like Mariachi, yeah. uh, Los Lobos. Yeah. That shit's always been really good to me. Okay. Um, this this one, I think, I like the first two a lot. The second one's actually my favorite one. Okay. And do you like the Bronx at all? Do you like the actual hardcore band, the Bronx? Uh, I was never a huge fan. I, I didn't like them when I first heard them. I first heard them when they went on tour with the Loved Ones. Okay. And, you know, as you know, Love the Loved Ones are, like, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And so I saw the Bronx on that tour a couple times, and it was cool. Like, I got it, but also I was like, nah, not really into it. Not really your thing. As the Mariachi stuff came out, I was like, wait a minute, this is the same band. Yeah. So you know the deal, like, Mariachi El Bronx is the Bronx. Yeah. And basically, you know... They can play a bunch of different instruments. Sure. Greg Daly's girlfriend is actually the current violin player for that band. No, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. He told me. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, there, that that record was one of the ones that I was anticipating this year that I was really stoked on when it came out. I wasn't disappointed. A lot of people told me they didn't like it very much, but I thought it was really, really good. Okay. Um, this year also saw the release of a new Boris record. Boris being the three-piece noise yeah. band from Japan. They're you're not really big, a noise band as much as they used to be anymore. You're a big fan of that band. I love Boris. Right. Like, dude, the first thing that I heard by them was Feedbacker. Have you ever heard that record? No. The record is the the girl in the band, the cover of it is her like lying down with blood pouring out of her head. 
and that's it. It's a white record with just that image on there. It was very striking. But um, yeah, they they used to do like they did this record called Amplifier Worship and all this stuff. Okay. And then they started like as they progressed as a band, they went more Sabbathy. Okay. And like they put out more structured songs and stuff. Um, Noise, which is the record that they put out this year, is like kind of like A and B. Like it's it's both riffy and noisy. It's okay. really really good. I was really excited and and when that came out, I was pretty stoked on it as well. Um, I like the new Old From Casuals record. That's another one of my favorites yeah. this year. Yeah. It's called This Means War. Okay. Um, I really like Street Punk and Oi. So, you know, that was right in there. And if you like Rancid, you know, yeah. that's our man Lars. But also, if you like uh, Look Back and Laugh or Yafet Koto, our man Casey from both of those bands is playing bass in this band as well. Yeah. So, so that was really good. Um, I, really, I do really do like Yafet Koto, but Old From Casuals... It's just a little too street punk for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. But you like the Warcry record. I do like the Warcry record. And it's what's interesting about the Warcry record, you know, was that a release this year? Did mm-hmm. that come out this that year? That record was this year. Uh, so I only listened to it twice, and then I warped it. <laughs> I left it on <laughs> the record player, and the sun warped it. <laughs> Damn it's, it, anyway. It's so bullshit. But uh, <laughs> I will say Warcry is the closest I get. Warcry is basically like... Tragedy doing street punk. Yeah, but it's so good. Though. I still liked it a lot. Oh it was my really god, good. that band is awesome. I saw them with um, with Longknife and with Forward, Forward. Right? Yeah. The did Forward put out Forward put out a new record, right? I don't know. I don't I, one of my resolutions for 2015 is I'm going to get a turntable. Oh yeah, I do not have a turntable anymore. There was you're a like time... you're at this point you're Spotify or your iPod only. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Luckily, I have a 180-gig iPod from back in the sure, the sure. iPod days, and it's sure. totally full. And it's funny because like the stuff that you can't get on Spotify, I pretty much have all of the stuff that I'd want yeah. on my iPod. Like yeah. the entire Evolution catalog. Yeah. like I, And all like the John Henry West records, like all of those old records that we grew up with. But no one's making that kind of music anymore that I know about. Hmm. So it's not like I feel like I'm missing out on stuff, but then again, like I don't, I've never heard Forward because they only release on vinyl. Oh. So I, I don't know. You can find their stuff on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Who Killed Spiky Jack is another one that uh, yeah. our man Stephen Welch was telling me about that I yeah never, Evan never who was to. on the last episode really likes that band as well. Yeah, I think they're corny as crap, but that's really? just not my. Th- it's just not my thing. No, uh, I don't even mean that as like a direct insult to them because I'm sure. If you like that kind of music, I'm sure it's really great, but it's just not not my thing. Okay, that's fair. Keep going. What else is on your list? Um, also on my list, I feel like your list is more interesting than mine. The Aton- the new release by a cranky band, A Winged Victory for the Sullen. I was telling Liam earlier. I was telling you earlier that uh, lately I've been listening to a lot of weird minimalist techno, yeah, yeah, a totally. lot of ambient stuff. I've always liked like ambient music. Sure, I've always really liked bands like Stars of the Lid and um, you know the ambient works by FX Twin. Uh, all these kinds of bands, but um, the new discovery is comes from Cranky, which is yeah. a pretty big label for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's a winged victory for the Sullen. That's the name of the band. The first record they put out was called "We Played Some Open Chords." Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. The next one, the one that came out this year, is called "Atomos." Unbelievable! Wow. I mean, it's so gorgeous and like elegiac at points that it feels. I just think it's so. See, the beauty, if you start with, like, Brian Eno-era ambient music, like, his ambient okay. records one through four. Yeah. The whole idea is that it's music that you can pay attention to and that would be interesting. But it's also music that you can't, you, you cannot pay attention to and it would still just be fine. 
which I guess could be any music, but this music in particular, it's so peaceful to me. It's so wonderful, and just I can immerse myself in it, and I can read books while it's playing, or I can sit and like concentrate on it. You know what I mean? I can and read books with his hero is gone on. Can you? See, I can't the, do lyrics and books. I can one hundred percent. The only, I what I have trouble with is catchy popular or catchy hip hop. Yeah. Like if it's really beat heavy, uh, lyrics a little in the background hip hop, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But any hip hop that like I want to sort of sing along to or rap along to, then I'm mm-hmm. I can't read. I'm like thinking about yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, and I could do it to some hardcore, but mostly the more metallic hardcore. Yeah, you can hardcore read. that's more like uh like old botch. school upbeat whatever. Oh. it distracts me. I can't. really like Gorilla like, Biscuits. You can't. No, yeah, I couldn't read to that. It, it like funny. gets gets to me, uh, but like yeah, like something like botch, I could just put that on and chill out, and it's fine. That's funny. Uh, and a lot of metal, a lot of metal, I really like, and I'm sure they have good lyrics, but I've basically come to ignore the lyrics. You just can't listen to it. I just don't care. So yeah. it plays, and I read, and it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't bother you. And I'm sure if I went back later and read the lyrics, I'd be like, oh, that's sick. But in the moment, <laughs> I'm not being like. Did he actually say crush his face with a hammer? I can't tell if that's... Do you sleep to music? Do you go to sleep to music? No, Suze would freak out. Really? Yeah, she wouldn't be into that. Yeah. I mean, we watch stuff before bed, you know, um, and sometimes she'll fall... She falls asleep before me. Mm. Sometimes I'll watch stuff while she's asleep. But when I actually go to sleep, I'd rather it be quiet. Yeah. Uh, When I was in grad school, I'd put music on while I slept. Uh, But uh, that was always a mixed bag. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I can't get into ambient music. It's interesting no. that that's so important to you. Oh, it's so wonderful. Especially to me. electronic. Yeah, electronic music in general is difficult for me. Really? In fact, that's one of the huge barriers I have to modern hip hop. How much of it is not samples, but mm. it's actually more original. Glitchy. It's, a, it's original, yeah. created electronic music, which is why I hate it. I have a hard time with a lot of that too. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely prefer the breakbeat to the, yeah. the straight hip hop beat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I'm not gonna profess to know a lot more about electronic music than I do. Yeah, and, you and you know a few artists really. well. I know a few artists really well, and then my knowledge of those artists stops at like two thousand. Okay, because that's when I stopped working in vintage vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, shout yeah. out to my man Chris Monarchy. He's the one who told me about all that stuff. And for a while, I listened to more of that than hardcore. I listened to more like you know bands like Plone, and uh, pretty much the entire Warp catalog. Like a lot of like you know. Lexan Culped is a big one. Okay. Uh, Funksterung was another huge one for me. Um, yeah, all the and then there's like the weird like metal crossover. So not like metal techno like this like rubbish that like Victory Records is putting out, but like bands like Apoptos that's like electronic music that's sinister. Hmm. That shit is like soundtrack to nightmares to me, which also love. You know. I mean, I um, would write down all these bands just so I could avoid them. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> You'll probably have more friends if you right, avoid these talk, bands. Talk to me about the rest of your list. Um, the new At The Gates, At War With Reality. That shit is heavy. Dude, that shit will tear your face off. Holy shit. Um, comedy record, Waiting for 2024 by uh, our man Hari Kondabolu. Do you, have you it's heard that so record? interesting. I, I don't listen to comedy records. Why? I'm not even. I just, just don't. I mean, it's literally but like. But you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I like podcasts. Comedy records are kind of the same thing. It's just, it's not a conversation. Look, 
my not listening to comedy records is the same as my not kayaking. It's not that I've done it and found it distasteful. I've you just, just never, never done, done it. it. You don't know. Well, that was a weird example because I have definitely kayaked before. It's <laughs> even better. Oh, man. That's so funny on so many levels. And I guess I have listened to comedy albums like I used to rock the old Monty Python album like it was my job. Yeah, but dude. I just, for some reason, I've never gotten into, you know, even my interest in comedy has only sparked up because of you you're into comedy i love comedy because our man evo who's not here right now but is on the thing if you guys don't know he's a huge comedy comedy writer yeah and from podcasts a lot of my favorite podcasts are comedians even if Mm. the podcast you notice comedians often do podcasts that aren't funny yeah like the you made it weird podcast yeah that shit is the thing about pete holmes though the more i listen to that podcast the more i realize i like his guests and i don't love him Really? He rubs me the wrong way sometimes. That's really funny. I think it's because he thinks he's really smart. <laughs> and sometimes his guest is way smarter, and I want yeah. Pete Holmes to stop talking and let the and guest And just talk. let the guest rock a little. Yeah, he yeah, talks yeah, a lot yeah. about himself on there, and that's yeah. it's and a very self-indulgent podcast. I think he's fairly interesting. I, I mean, I think... I'll be honest, I'd rather hear Mark Maron talk about himself. Yeah, Mark Maron's definitely better at talking about himself. He his comedy, if you compare same. the two... His comedy is a lot funnier, but yeah. it's a lot more self-effacing. I would like and Kyle Kinane to have a podcast. I'd Kyle Kinane's a man. I love that guy. Or, that dude's uh, the best. Or uh, uh, who's the gentleman who just left The Daily Show and he just put out a comedy album called Brooklyn? Um, Wyatt Sinek. Wyatt Sinek is amazing. I would... Does yeah, he have a podcast? I would listen to that I don't know shit. if he has a podcast, but his, his record that came out in 2011 is genius. There's a lot so. of comedians putting out... Uh, comedy albums on vinyl. That's the new thing. Yeah. Vinyl only releases. Did you hear any of the Kyle Kinane records? No. The one record that he put out is just the titles for the tracks. Yeah. Are the titles for all the songs from Kiss Destroyer. It's hilarious. That's funny. It's really, really funny. Okay, go back to your but, um, Harry Kondabolu, do you know who he is? No, so I don't know who he, he is. He is the guy who, who in, in on this record, he came up with a saying that I'm obsessed with race is like saying I'm obsessed with swimming when I'm drowning. Right. That's him. So yeah. he's like one of those socially conscious. Were like, you saying that uh, his brother's in Das Racist? Yeah, that his brother's one of them. He's in Das Racist. So you know, there the you go. Pizza Hut. Oh man, Taco, Taco Bell Pizza Bell? Hut. Yeah, genius, dude. Those Das Racist records are good. I don't give a shit what anyone says. And I don't care how many fucking you know bearded hipster weirdos love that band. Fucking Metro Lumberjack guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't get it. Whatever. It's cool. That band rules. It's fun. I'm seeing. It's a good time. So, if you don't listen to Das Racist, you should. Um, what else do I have on here? Oh, Tyranny of Will, the new Iron Reagan record. I don't know if you're as much a fan of Iron Reagan as you are of so The Waste. The, here's the weird thing about that. I like Iron Reagan a lot. Yeah. For some reason, I missed that record. I got... Didn't they put out a record before that? What they the put record? out a record called uh, Sick of Everything or something like that? I have Sick of Everything. I listen to it all the time. For some reason, I just didn't pick that Iron Reagan, Reagan up. And I think, it, I think it was because I saw them at A389. Yeah. And instead of getting the record then, because I think it was out at that point. Yeah, it was. one. I instead got the Integrity 7-inch, and I got the In Cold Blood album, and I got something else. Right. I just spent other money, so I didn't (laughs) get it, and I haven't gotten it. And this is my thing. I want to stick on your list, but just as a side note, the reason I wanted to focus on Josh's list first, I'm bad at buying new music. If I go in a record store, I'm nine times more likely to buy an old record. That yeah, I just don't have that I am to buy. Anymore. That's how I am with hip hop specifically this year. Okay, nothing on my list is like new hip hop because yeah, let's be honest, a lot of new hip hop really freaking sucks, like really bad. I have two things on my on my 
list that we'll get to. Uh-huh. Uh, and one thing that I just didn't do the research to find out if it was relevant, but I'll mention it just in case, just because I liked it a lot. Uh-huh. So uh, keep going with yours. Where, oh, what okay. was it, where um, did you, oh, so you said the Iron Reagan. Iron Reagan record's really good. The new, the new Hammer Fall. <laughs> oh. I love Quest Metal. Did you know that about me? I, did I don't know if that. you knew that about me, but God damn it, man. Put, some, put a man in armor on your cover. Sing songs about Valhalla. Make it in four-part harmonies. I'm all about it. Yeah, you're into that. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, Green Language by the band Rusty. It's a one-man one DJ thing. That's another techno record that came out this year that I really like. Okay. A lot of the, the electronic music that I've been listening to, some of it has like that weird hip-hop influence to it. Okay. Um, this has that, but it's not overbearing. And uh, it sounds like, to me, I really, uh, it, it sounds very natural. Do you like uh, Flying Lotus? Uh, you know what? I tried to get into it. I couldn't get into that Flying Lotus record. I really like the song with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Uh, and the video, the accompanying video. Is, I, is it good? I haven't listened to that whole album at all. No. I but just know that I know video because they're video really big now, that band. Yeah, I know. They're huge. huge right now. They're a band that I know a bunch of the singles. Like, I'll hear mm. a song or see a video and be like, oh, this is sick. Well, it's like, oh, but Flying I've never Lotus. really wanted to hear the rest of the album. <laughs> all right. Also on my list, we have the 7 Inch by a band called Thunder and Glory. Philadelphia super band. Yeah. Um, As the Ocean Churns. It's a great record. Uh, our man Warren, who used to play drums in Halo Snakes, is playing drums in that band. Yeah. As well as uh, the Boyle, the Boyle's dude, Greg Boyle, sings yeah. for that band. That record's really good. Uh, Josh Agron's new band, Cassavetes, is really, really cool. You've said that. And I haven't heard it. The band, the record's called Oh So Long. It's okay. on my list. It's really fun. Like, if you like... Um, the more rock and alternative music from the 90s, you'd probably be really into yeah. it. Yeah. It's really good. And Agron's, you know, old friend, good dude, playing a black guy. Uh, he's pretty awesome. Um, oh, Keaton Henson's new record called Romantic Works. Do you know that? I was just letting you hear Keaton Henson. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's like, a, apparently, and this is just a story that I've, I've, I've gleaned from the internet. Yeah. He is like a weirdo recluse, and he put out his first record, which was singer-songwriter stuff, okay. on SoundCloud. And Weird. someone like found it, and then it, they put it out proper, and the shit was like insane. Like, it got really, really popular. And then he put out a record this year called Romantic Works, and it's four tracks of instrumental music that is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It's like, or no, it's actually it's not four tracks. It's like nine tracks, something okay. like that. There's a remix EP that also came out this year. Okay. But man, that record is gorgeous. Um, also, want to give a shout out to uh, Hound Out of Time, our yeah, man Perry Shaw. Yeah, it's Perry Shaw, um, one of my very dear friends who I love very much, Mr. Colin McGinnis. Yeah. Who you probably know from Go for the Throat and uh, current player for uh, H2O on guitar, and. Um, our man Chris Wilson, who played drums in The Pharmacists. Oh yes, Leo. yes, yeah. So they're a power the huge Ted Leo and the Pharmacist fam. Power trio right there of like stoner inspired garage rock. They're killer. Um, I really like that record a lot. Um, the Body Count record that came out this year. You like that record? Oh dude, I have a I T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Talk shit, get shot. It's pretty funny to me. You're crazy. Um, Big Frida record came out this year. Just yeah, I be should. Free. I, 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 you know, I've heard only a little bit, so I didn't put it on my list. But I love Big Frida. I fan. love Big Frida. We saw Big Frida when they played Boot and Saddle this year, and um, we got there late. Yeah, because we were busy. That's yeah, how we do. And uh, if you weren't right in front, you couldn't mm-hmm. see any of the twerking. It just looked like it's like a duck on yeah. water. How the legs are kicking like crazy yeah. underneath, but then the top is really like calm. That's totally yeah. how that shit is. So I can see that. 
Big Frida record, Ringworm, Hammer of the Witch, fucking awesome. Um, the Nothing record, Guilty of Everything. Have you heard yeah, that did yet? Yeah, do you like that? I like that so much more than the Creepoid record. Um, I'm just not a fan. Uh, and I hate saying that because I love the people in that band. You love Shoegaze, too. I do enjoy Shoegaze. Uh, and I don't hate the record. I'm not like, this sucks, these guys suck. Uh, and I would go see them partly because the people in the band are some of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm just not into it. I'm not that into it. It's really? like, I've listened to it a few times and it's fine. Wow. It's wow. Fine. Yeah, no, a lot of people were, were bugging over the Creepoid record this you year. Know, you know that Nothing record, though, got, uh, they won the, they, they did the reader's poll for Noisy. They got number one. Did they? Band of the year and best album. Wow. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. Other shout outs this year, though, for me. Um, my big favorites of the year. These are my favorite records of the year. Okay. As I mentioned, the new Mariachi El Bronx. Um, Ruins by Grouper. You said Holy that. Holy shit. You're you're into that a lot. That record, if I ever were to hit rock bottom, that would probably be what it sounded like. It's awful, but amazing in its awfulness. I think it's so depressing, but it's such yeah. a good listen. Um, LP3 by Restorations. Also Philly band. Oh, I haven't, that record I haven't heard is it. so good. And a shout out to our man John Loudon and everybody else in the crew and Benny and, and Dave and everyone else. Like That record is so good. I'm not just saying that because they're a Philly band or what. I genuinely think that that's like a really well thought out and beautiful record. It's 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 so much bigger of a sound than their previous two records, and it's just I think that they're really like John's a really good songwriter. The whole thing comes together so nicely. So yeah, so those are those are my favorite records. Other ones, Sick of It All, the new Sick of It All this year was good. Uh, Electric Wizard, Time to Die, great yeah. record. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. The new merchandise record. Yeah, you like merchandise. I couldn't get into that. No, you don't no. like it. Yeah, it's fun to me. Uh, let me mention a few things as well. Uh, I really like uh, the D'Angelo record. People yeah. know this, Black Messiah. <laughs> uh, that actually might be my favorite release of the year. I, of it's the year. It's certainly the one I've listened to more than any other new record this year. You've listened to that more than the Code Orange record? Yeah, without wow. a doubt. And I don't even, I say that as a friend of the Code Orange people, and I don't expect my peoples to be offended by that, because I just love D'Angelo. I already liked D'Angelo, Yeah, I was a fan. But this made you Uh, love D'Angelo. The new one I love. Well, I would say the first D'Angelo album, I really appreciate, but I know it's nostalgia. The second D'Angelo album, I think, is better. It's a better album. But parts of it, I don't love. Like, some of it really is amazing, some of it I'm not sure about. Mm Mm-hmm. Black Messiah, I just kept listening to it. It's I just, just can't stop good. listening to it. I just, I love it. It's right up my alley. Um, let me say some other things that are worth mentioning. I don't want to spend as much time on my album, my list as yours, because I feel like your list was better. <laughs> uh, I really like the new Praise album, Lights Went Out. Oh, yeah. That record's great. Amazing. That record's Amazing really, really record. good. It's like weird, oldie hardcore. Like, yeah. But like, not old school hardcore, and but it's Andy old sounding. Andy Norton is a singer of that band, is that mm-hmm. right? I think that's his name. Uh, he is the nicest gentleman in the world, so I'm glad to support that band. Uh, I know our man Brandon Wallace loves that band, so yeah, 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 and yeah, I love yeah. Brandon Wallace, yeah. so there you go. I'm a huge fan of the new Ringworm. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that called? Hammer of the Hammer Witch? Hammer of the Witch. Dude, that shit heavy. is so evil. Heavy. What a record. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know about them until you told me to watch them at This Is Hardcore. And then uh, I think I bailed because I got the free ticket to see Nick Cage. Oh, you did. So I, you did. I didn't see... But then I was like, well, I might as well just listen to Ringworm. And fuck if that record didn't blow the doors off yeah, my fucking bicycle. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Bicycle. Yeah. Um, I... 
this next one, big ups to Evan Villela for this recommendation. The new Total Control album. Oh, yeah, yeah, that record's really good, I too. I love that record, and I only listened to it because Evan was like, you should check out this Total Control Yeah, record. it's like weird mix of, like, so glitchy good. rock. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like every post-punk style in one album. Yeah, but it's it really, really, it's really good. really cool. Uh, as you mentioned, I love Code Orange. Uh, the new Code Orange, I think, is, like, next level. Mm. I like it a lot. I know a lot of people diss them. But, you know, <laughs> fuck those people. I don't care what they think. Uh, I really liked the Indian record. This was recommended to me by Josh uh, Ether, who, uh, oh, I might have said his name wrong. Ethier. Oh, man. Josh Ethier. Fuck. Josh is going to kill me. Just He's call him Josh. It's all good. So my man Josh. Uh, Not me. If, you, if you've seen the movie Almost Human, he's the, the, the killer thing in Almost Human. But he's more well known as an editor. He's edited a lot of films. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's on Twitter. You should follow him. He's a really good dude. And he is really knows a lot more heavy music than I do. Like, he keeps up with it. Yeah. I try to, but I'm sort of out of the loop. And he was like, I said, you know, I'm a little low on albums this year. You know, I don't know what to check out. And he recommended this Indian album. Uh, and it's so good. Yeah. It is so good. That I was a huge fan of. Uh, also, uh, uh, that he recommended Trap Them had a new album. You said you liked it a lot. I love it. I don't like Trap Them. I, uh, I was never that crazy about so Trap So I've them. always been a Trap Them fan, but I they weren't like maybe my favorite band. or whatever. Mm. It, it, I think the new album, for whatever reason, clicked with me more than, than some the of their older one. stuff. Yeah. But I like all their older stuff. Like I can put it on, and mm. it's great. Uh, and I really love the Cult Leader album. Yeah. Um, I was a That's big... a three eight nine band too, right? No, so no. Cult Leader is on Death Wish. Oh, right, right. And they were they were Gaza. Ah. And what for those of you who don't know, and I hate to bring up old news, but the singer of Cult of Gaza was accused of bad things, and when the band found out that this might be true, they just kicked him out and reformed as a different band. So now they're this band, Cult Leader. Cult Leader. And Cult Leader is sick. I actually like They Cult played Leader with that band, Yapcha, right? That yeah, was here. Yeah, so other album I love this year, that Yapcha album. Dude, is, that record kills. Is so heavy. I'm doing a lot of heavy music. Let me mention some stuff that's not heavy. Just so you How about your hip hop records that you're talking about? Run the Jewels 2. I loved Run Who the Jewels 2. Who is that? That's LP, so right? So Run the Jewels like, is LP and Killer Mike. Yeah. Uh, I really think when they first put out the first Run the Jewels, it was almost like just an internet project. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it wasn't a real group. It felt like just a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they did it again. And they toured. And whatever. I think Run the Jewels 2 is better than Run the Jewels. I might be alone on that. But I really yeah. like it better. Uh, I really like the new Roots album. And then you shoot your cousin. Really? Loved it. Wow. Loved it. And that's hard uh, because it's different. It's different yeah. than a lot of other Roots stuff. But I, I How really so? enjoyed it. I haven't even heard it. I Honestly, I stopped paying attention to the Roots and things fall apart. I'll be honest. Uh, the the album right after Things Fall Apart, Phrenology, Phrenology is so bad. And is when it? people tell me they've jumped off the Roots boat, I'm like, understandable. <laughs> and yet, I have liked almost every album since Phrenology. Really? I, none of them have been as good as Things Fall Apart, uh-huh. but they've all been good in some way. Uh, and I think Undone is amazing. Yeah. I really like Undone. Uh, and then the, this new one, and then you shoot your cousin. It's like a thematic album. It's almost like a concept album. Um, nice. It doesn't have maybe some of the bangers that I really loved on Things Fall Apart, but I think it's just interesting. It's an, it's a really interesting album, and I listen to it a lot. So fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, excuse me. And then the one I wanted to mention, but I actually don't know if it came out this year. Uh, the new Talib Kweli. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh, I no can't idea. remember. I'm obsessed with it, but I kind of think it might have come out in 2013, and I just got yeah. it late. I, if it came out in 2014, it's on my list. Uh, I wanna, I wanna uh, wrap up here really quick. Like I said, I don't think my picks are that interesting, so I didn't want to spend too much time on them. But a few other things I really liked: the new Boston Strangler was amazing. Uh, the new Thou record, Heathen, I oh, really yeah. liked. Thou uh, and Tombs, Tombs' new record this year is so. You know, heavy. I didn't really get into the Tombs record. Not Dude. like I didn't like it; I just didn't really check it out. I saw them with Pig Destroyer a couple weeks ago. Me and yeah. Milani went and saw Pig Destroyer. And How was that were, show? That show was amazing. Yeah. It was so heavy. Yeah. And just insane. Yeah. Such a good time. <laughs> um, oh, let me check if there's anything else worth mentioning on my list. Oh, yeah. So the Long Knife, the new Long Knife record I really liked. Uh, the self-titled Step Forward album I really liked. Uh, as you know, I'm a Future Islands fan. I like the singles uh, thing mm-hmm. they put out. And uh, Sun, the latest Sun Kill Moon. Benji. I've always kind that of record liked is so brutal. I've always been a minor fan, mm. but I really got into Benji, and I don't yeah. know why that one more. You than don't like ones. the one before that? The... They're all fine. Like I've I've liked them all, but mm. I've never I would never call myself a fan. I'm just a casual really? listener, and for some reason I checked out Benji. Someone recommended it, and I just kept listening to it. It's so to good. It. Are there so, any records coming out that you're looking forward to this year? I'm sure there are, but I don't. I'm actually similar with movies. Like I, some movies you can't help. You see mm-hmm. the trailers a lot. People talk about it a lot, so you know. Yeah. But a lot of movies, I wait. I don't really want to see too much. I don't want to know too much. I don't yeah. want to get too excited. I want to wait and see what it is. Uh, with albums, I'm somewhat similar. I know there's bands recording, and I'm going to mm-hmm. be into it. But this is my issue. Like uh, with movies, it, it would make sense for me to spend more money on music because it's a mm-hmm. long-term investment. Yeah. But something about going to the movies with my wife with friends it's like a a fun thing thing to do an album is like i'm buying something for me Mm. so it's actually harder for me to spend that money so uh and i'm pretty committed i'll check stuff out on spotify if something Mm. comes out and it's available on spotify i'll listen to it yeah for example uh you know uh i really liked the beyonce album it's not like one of my top albums but i enjoyed it i had fun (laughs) with it sure but i only checked it out because it was on spotify uh-huh. If I had to go and buy a Beyonce you'd album, not. it would never yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, never. Yeah. No, I dig it. A lot I, of records I, I only buy because I see a band and I have extra bucks. Mm. Uh, like like uh, the Warcry album. Like I said, I really like that album. Mm. It's just because I was at the Warcry show and I had a few extra bucks in my pocket, so I bought it. Right. If I had to remember later, oh, I wanted to buy that Warcry album, it would never happen. I'm going to walk in a record store, I'm going to look in the used records, and I'm mm. going to buy what I like that's affordable. Right. And that's how all that's my record shopping is. is. And partly that's because I'm not a huge record collector. My record collection mm. is paltry compared to the amount of digital music I have. Right. But I'm at a point where I really try not to get illegal music. Uh, occasionally I'll break that rule when I know I'm going to buy the record. Mm. Um, but for the most part, it's a combination of feeling bad. I don't want to deny an artist money. Mm-hmm. And not knowing a good place to do it. I'm not, I, I just don't know about that. Gra- right. Grad school, I was like the mastermind, you know? Uh-huh. I had all kinds of reasons I justified to myself, like, well, it's fine, I'll just buy it later, whatever, yeah. you know? Uh, but I also was good at it, and I think those two things go together. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Now yeah. that I can't do it, I also don't want to do it. It's like a combo thing. Uh, but even, I feel that way even with Spotify. If I listen to an album a lot on Spotify and I really, really love it, I'll mm. start to think, I should buy this record. I right. should probably buy this record. Just because it's like, I can't, I like it. I yeah. want to support this yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. I want them to make it's more also, music. I see, here's the other reason why I want to get a new turntable this year. Mm-hmm. is because it's nice having the packaging. It so like, is. As a person that just takes music now through Spotify and through yeah. what I already have. Yeah. It's such a bummer 
not having pictures yeah. or lyric sheets yeah. or like figuring out who's on the thanks list. Yeah. Like those things aren't. Do you remember when we got into hardcore? Like thanks lists was how you found out about other bands. Yeah, because there was no Spotify. There was no like internet you know what i mean so like especially with the new york hardcore scene like you get like one record and you're like oh thanks to this guy who's in this band and like that's how i found bands like underdog that's also how i found bands like wrecking crew and like you know like because they're all in each other's thanks list and uh, taking your music digitally you just don't have it you don't get that so as a person who's going to get a turntable i'm gonna get back to knowing about that shit yeah yeah, yeah. should we all have that on our list right yeah Uh uh-huh i will say though about starry eyes yeah do that best head bashing scene i've ever seen that was gross in any grody movie it was awesomely Dude, gross the, that i want to see this movie scene <laughs> is on par with the head smashing scene in jason x jason oh Wars. i thought you were going to say the punisher wars that when the he punisher wars really punched movie. through the face <laughs> I'm like, that you love that movie, Liam? Did you love Punisher, Punisher? Warzone? Yeah. Uh, I'm not super familiar with it. Oh, oh dude, it's the Punisher movie. Yeah, we all they got wanted. it right. Yeah, it's the one movie in the Punisher canon that truly encaptured. And he was a good Punisher. I forget his name. He played. Um... It wasn't the Thomas Jane dude. No, no, no that guy. movie sucks. Yo, that movie is so good. <laughs> yeah. All right, I have to check it out. It's one of it's, it's a great like I want to say B movie. Yeah, it's a B sure. movie. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it was in theaters, but there's you know, parkour Jamaicans in there. Yeah, man. There's just, there's there's really nothing I didn't like about it. Yeah, even dude. Dominic West. Oh, uh, Dominic he was West like jigsaw. jigsaw? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the guest was on all of us. Yeah, Let's talk about that. You were the first person to tell us about yes. it. Yeah, so I saw the guest at Fantastic Fest and was so obsessed with it. Yeah, it's that's Ty West. Oh no, who directed it? Was no, it? no, no, no. So these it wasn't the, Ty West. No, who was the, the director? It's uh, Adam Wingard. He did uh, uh, yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. And yes. uh, what was the other one? A Horrible Way to Die. Is that it? Is it No One Lives? Was, no, no, that was Kitamura. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I think it's A Horrible Way to Die or something like that. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But your but next we loved. a lot of people saw, we liked, and I think we were all pretty obsessed with The Guest. The Guest was awesome. You told us about it, yeah. and then, uh, again, we loved your next, because we saw it with Geekadelphia. Oh, yeah, With, uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, Dan, yeah. And, and you guys had the masks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then... Um, you were like, yo, dude, their next movie, The Guest. And didn't you see it here with me, Evo? Did you come over? Uh, yeah, you and I watched it. We went to the theater, didn't we? No, we saw it here. Oh, wait, no, we saw it at, at the Ritz. Ritz. Yeah, we saw yeah, it at the Ritz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you yeah, it yeah. Did you like you were complaining about the seats? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. the Ritz Josh for some reason. Snob. I know, I, I'm a seat elitist. An elitist, if you will. <laughs> a seatist? A seatist. But, uh, dude, that movie was so cool. Yeah. It was such a good, like... I mean, like, it addressed a bunch of topics and issues that are topical, yet, you know, yeah. felt old school in their delivery. Well, and it combined styles. Like, it, it, it was like a Soldier Comes Home movie. It was like a slasher movie. It was like yeah. a wish fulfillment movie, you know, where oh, he, yeah. like, goes around. and he, I, I think some people got bummed on the guest because they wanted him to be a good guy. Yeah. I talked to a couple people that were like, well, I didn't like how he turned out to be bad in the end. And I'm like, That's I thought that he had to be bad. How could he not yeah. be bad? All the shit he was doing was bad shit. Yeah, yeah. It I may mean, have been the bad shit that people wanted, but it yeah. was not good shit. There's a couple times I rooted for him, like in the bar scene when he took yeah, the yeah, totally, 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 I was like, totally, yeah, totally. dude, dude, yeah. dude, it's all movie. I'm but okay that's with the it, beauty you know? of that movie, that yeah. the good is the bad, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like, and like, you know, it's, it just was such a thoughtful horror movie. Yeah. yeah. That, so basically, yeah. yeah exactly. That's what, I mean, like, Kind of like it reminded me a little bit of Carrie in that way. Interesting. That it's like a well thought out, fully fully fleshed out horror movie. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and like the multi 
the the multi aspects of good and evil and how those things aren't static right is what makes that movie terrifying mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and and like oh god it was just i thought that probably is my favorite horror movie of the year you know, the guest it's yeah. interesting because it's definitely to me has aspects of a horror movie yeah. but i don't think i consider it a horror movie it's, it's a slasher to me to me um it was to me it was a thriller quote unquote which i guess is interchangeable with horror these days but <sighs> um but it had elements of a slasher movie kind of like in the same way like like Terminator had El- yeah. El- Slasher. Okay, yeah. You know, you had that, like that, just but that feeling. But it had feeling. serious action exactly. pieces that you would not usually see in a Slasher. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what it felt know? like. But it, but you could also, you, but you have to admit that it is very influenced by the horror genre. Yeah, I wouldn't sure. consider it a horror movie, but it's so influenced. It's so, it's I so mean, just the final stuff. scene is so lit in like an Argento oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, way. Yeah, 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 it's so awesome. In the, the funhouse, not funhouse, but it was like in the prom, house, whatever, the, prom, the, haunted the school prom. haunted house or something. Yeah, it was yeah. like a yeah, it was like a haunted labyrinth yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, and I like that so um, the girl was kind of like the hero, I guess, and more I, or less. Even though you didn't like her for most of the movie, or you kind of didn't know where you stood. I mean, for me, I was like, you know, but I thought that worked. Like she kind of really felt to me like. That alternative girl that's mm-hmm. like in the suburbs, you know. And yeah, 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 I yeah. loved the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. what was great is yeah. everyone who saw the guest at Fantastic Fest, yeah. the producers emailed out to everyone at Fantastic Fest a link to get the soundtrack for free. Oh, that's awesome! So you have the soundtrack? Yeah, I have it on my computer right the, now. The soundtrack really almost great. became a character on its own, kind of like with, with like how Drive. Like yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I really like the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. That's uh, actually something I need to get. You know? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Forgot about it. Well, um, we have a friend who has one in Liam. Uh, yeah, I'll hook you up. Uh, Josh, Email. That's the one with. What's a movie on your list that we that you want to highlight that we didn't maybe we didn't talk about? Um, you don't have any for me. Whoa, whoa! I can jump to my list. If yeah, you go ahead. Go. So a movie on my list that wasn't on y'all's, and I'm assuming you just didn't see it. Was a movie called Night Moves. Okay. Did not yeah. see it. I, I think I heard you mention it. Little, so, so the thing about before. Night Moves, it's funny because the double was on my list until I remember why don't you play in hell and I bumped it off. But that would have meant that two Jesse Eisenberg movies were on my list, which is weird because I don't really love him. I liked, yeah. I liked The Social Network. Yeah. Did you like Adventureland? Adventureland is okay. Yeah, that was a bad And I kind of liked the, the Jewish drug dealing movie. Oh, uh, um... Holy Rollers. That was okay. That was good. I liked Zombieland. I loved Zombieland. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I thought, I thought that was fun. I'm gonna go. Was, yeah, I'm gonna go with Evo on that one. I loved Zombieland. Yeah, I had I, a lot of fun with that. And I, when it comes on, I actually stay and watch a few minutes of it. I, I think just, my I thing with Zombieland fun. is that I don't like him in Zombieland. I, okay. I kind of really? like Zombieland, but I don't like him in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I think um, Woody Harrelson kind of overtook him. Overtook him in a way, like, I mean, yeah, like, but that's like what, as far as screen presence, I'm like, I was always just like, oh, there's Jesse Eisenberg, but that's but, what oh, it's Woody. You know? That's what I'm saying. Before seeing the double and night moves, if you said you're gonna have two movies in 2014 that are Jesse Eisenberg movies, I've been like, fuck that bullshit. Yeah. Like, obviously, the dude's okay, but I don't love him. Not happy uh, about him being Lex Luthor, are you? No, not even a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not really. Uh, uh, For what? What is that? I don't Suicide know. Squad. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he's gonna be uh, yeah. Lex Luthor, and then Batman Superman. He's He's, yeah, he's going to be, he's signed off for, like, for seven movies or something. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Kevin Spacey, come on. Yeah. Oh, gross. I love Worst Kevin Spacey. Lex Luthor ever. In the you didn't like Lex Kevin Luthor. Spacey as no, Lex Luthor? I mean, I'm still a Gene Hackman guy. I hated guy. that movie so much. Yeah, Every I hated that movie. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, let's get back to what I was talking about. Okay, Please. sorry. Go on. Night <laughs> moves is all that matters. Certainly right. more than Superman Returns, which is a giant semantic pile of crap. Shit balls, but go on. Night Moves is a very, very small movie. It's Jesse Eisenberg, uh, the younger Skarsgård, 
Who's the uh, name I always forget? Not Stellan. S- no. Steven? Peter? Peter, I think. Peter, right. yeah. Uh, and then one of the Fannings. And I can't remember if it's... Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. Is it Elle Fanning? Super 8? Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, and Anyways, Maleficent. she is awesome in it. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is awesome in it. Uh, Skarsgård is awesome in it. And it's basically a movie about some environmentalists who decide they want to blow up a dam. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of about them trying to do it and the tension of that and sort of how things unfold. And I don't want to ruin anything for anybody or give anything away. All I want to say is it's a very tense movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a movie that's filmed in a very artistic, slow way. It doesn't feel like, like slow, like Michael Haneke style slow or uh, like maybe not quite that, but like similar. Like it doesn't it's not a tensely filmed movie. But that still reveals the tension of what's going on. Right. Uh, but it also it's reveals the, the beauty of it. Like the the camaraderie between them, their moments together. It's a very sort of passive movie in some ways that builds its tension as it goes along. Mm. So I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it's, right. I got, that's a big thank you to Jacob Knight. He tweeted a bunch about how much he liked it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't even know what the fuck that is. So I searched it out, watched it, and was like, wow, that was mm-hmm. great. Like, I just really loved it. Uh, Josh, what's something on your list you wanted to highlight that we haven't um, talked about yet? Well, I'm going to put the double on there because uh, oh, yeah. you talked a lot how you, you omitted it from your list. But it's for me, great. It's, a great it's movie. one of my favorite movies of the year because I love Richard Aoyadi. Yeah. I love that guy. Ever since the IT crowd, ever since uh, Man to Man so with Dean really Lerner and Garth Marenghi. I loved Submarine. Yeah, that was a really good Submarine movie. was my favorite, actually, British Wes Anderson movie. Okay. <laughs> like, it's so, so good. Yeah. And the Alex Turner soundtrack, like, everything about that movie is so good. And yeah. I felt like the double was a little bit more mature of a work. Than... I liked it more than Submarine. I liked... I. I liked them both for their different for their own specific reasons, mm. but I thought Jesse Eisenberg was really great in the double. He was so. Good. I thought he was so good in so that movie. Good. And then, like you know, the whole Dostoevsky thing and all that stuff aside, it felt very much. And this is why I think I liked it as much as I did. It felt very much like Brazil, like Terry okay. Gilliam's Brazil. Like, See, now some people who didn't like the double, or maybe didn't dislike it, but one of the critiques of the double is that it more than feels like Brazil. But there are a couple scenes that are straight ripped off from Brazil. That was one of the... That and the apartment. Uh, Berman pointed this out to me today. I didn't notice the apartment one, but there were a couple parts where I was like, isn't this sequence in Brazil? Isn't this from Brazil? Like, really? But like then on the other lift. hand, I don't know if I care. <laughs> you know, like... I, I mean, I'm just Did saying, you love Brazil? Are you I a, love Brazil. Yeah. So, like, the fact that it's a Brazil ripoff... I, I think that's unfair. The fact that parts of it borrow heavily from Brazil, I didn't go like, oh, that's dumb. That was in Brazil. I went, oh, cool, Brazil. Yeah. You know See, I mean? that's how I felt about it. Yeah. I, that's why I loved it, or one of the reasons why I loved it as much as I did. Yeah, sure. I thought it was very compelling. I thought, like, artistically speaking, um, there are a couple scenes I thought were, were really well shot, but then overall, that wasn't what drove me to love the movie. Okay. The movie I thought was, again, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was great in it. I thought um, it was really it, it was an interesting way to tell that story. I didn't see the double because I, when I watched the trail, I mean, Richard—I uh, can never say his name right. Richard Iode, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I almost saw it just based on that he did it. Okay, yeah. and I pretty much like everything he's done. Yeah. But I just didn't find the trailer interesting. Mm-hmm. It just to, to me it just looked like whatever. So I told myself I'll see it when it's on Netflix. I think Netflix recently added it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to watch it. You know, and I'll probably like it. It just yeah. the trailer didn't grab me enough. Mm-hmm. To just go in the theater and see it. That's all. That's what happened. Like, yeah, I, I mean, just, I saw it on yeah. Netflix. I didn't yeah. pay for it in the theater. Oh, yeah. We saw it in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that and Enemy were they just came out at a time where I was busy. Yeah. Uh, and those are you know two movies about doubles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, it's weird because I feel like Enemy actually technically is better than the double. Is it? It's that's prettier, the. It's, that's the one with um Joan Hall. Yeah. All right. Two again, another actor I'd written off. Yeah. In two great movies this year. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Uh, and I think Enemy is technically is a better movie at a technical level. It's better filmed, edited. I think Joan Hall's performance is really powerful in it. But I'm still thinking about the double, so it really went on my list because I was still dealing. Okay. Whereas Enemy, it's an abstract movie. In some ways, it's more abstract than the double because it's. It's more generally realistic, but it plays out its premise in a mm-hmm. different way, in a more menacing way. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't stick with me. And I don't know if that's because uh, I don't have the same anxieties. It seems a movie very much about relationships and growing up mm-hmm. in a way that The Double is not. The yeah. Double is a little bit about systematic identity issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I love The Double. I just... Yeah, like I said, I already got 20 movies on my list. I'm not trying to have every movie that came out this year on my list. So. Understood. It got bumped. It got bumped for me by a little movie called Why Don't You Play in Hell? Which we I haven't seen. It's yeah. available on, on Voodoo. Let me... Uh, I'm actually going to... Uh, if you ever watch, I'd like to... I'm yeah, going to go on yeah, a brief yeah, yeah. tear now because there's a few movies on my list that I noticed weren't on your guys' list. I'm, pro- I'm assuming because you guys didn't see them. Yeah. So let me just mention them really quick. Why Don't You Play in Hell if you haven't gotten a chance to see it yet? It was in theaters briefly. Uh, I don't think... It's a, a Yakuza movie, right? To see it. And it's basically a movie that is a Yakuza movie, but it's also a movie that's like an ode to filmmaking. Okay. Yeah. It's like... Tabor told me that he loved it. I, I love it. I think... Uh, I don't know if I loved it as much as everyone did. You know, mm. it's definitely like a top five movie for a lot of people. <laughs> but, uh, but I definitely... It's fun. It's really interesting. It really is about a love of movies and how we make movies. It's just psychotic enough to almost feel surreal. Mm-hmm. But it's a straightforward thing. It's that weird Japanese thing of like mm-hmm. extremity as a surreal thing. We're just going to do this like crazy. We're going to film this. Yeah. We're going to do that, you know? Uh, and the action is awesome and it's very bloody and, and humorous. Yeah. And I enjoy the combination of violence and humor. That's yeah, a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, if you don't dig on blood spurts and things like that, Not I wouldn't recommend it. But I love I love it. It's a huge movie for me. Another movie I didn't hear you guys. Did you guys see Force Majeure? No. Um, I got offered it, but I didn't take it because um, I think I was busy. Or something. I, That's a skiing one, right? I love that. That movie is one of the ones I would, if I had to do a top ten, that's definitely in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie that, uh, it has all of the awkwardness of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm with very few actual jokes. Okay. In fact... That sounds like a horror movie to me. No. Yeah, it's basically the, the way the movie works is uh, if you see it with one audience, you think this is a comedy, and if you see it with another audience, you think this is not a. There's nothing funny about this. This is just one long, uncomfortable movie. And I almost feel like some of the humor in the movie is not even funny. It's just uncomfortable. Just play it straight. Just play. This is a. And it's the premise is really easy. Privileged family on vacation. 
clearly they're having some family issues, and those family issues get exacerbated when they're out on a cafe, like a, a balcony, having lunch, and there's a controlled avalanche. And at the last moment, it seems like maybe this avalanche is going to get out of control and hit them. And while the mom and the two kids are standing there facing the avalanche together, the dad grabs his phone and runs away. Not only does he run away, it kind of looks like he throws his own child out of the way so he can get away from the avalanche. When he's the one the whole time was like, it's okay, guys. It's going to be okay. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's just that the, And then right at the moment where everyone panics, he runs. And then the whole rest of the movie is about them dealing with the fact that he abandoned them. Jesus Christ. It's so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think it's not a comedy, but it's funny. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, it does. That that the filmmakers expect you to laugh, but they don't tell any joke. There's no jokes. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think you laugh. I think it's it's kind of darkly comic. Mm -hmm. But it's also about relationships and that difficulty and that sense of failure. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, let me see. If there's. I feel like Wait, there was Evo, did else. you have anything that's not on either of our list that you want to um, talk about? Did you guys have Calvary? No. So I did. Liam had I it. did, and I took it off because okay. I just uh, I needed to make a little more room. I would say Calvary. If I didn't include her, then I would include Calvary. Yeah, that was. A, I liked it. I'm a big Brendan Gleeson fan. Um, that was the guy in the Guard. I don't think I saw that. <clears throat> the, it was, Bruges. It was, oh, in uh, Bruges. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was really good. That was like dark, dark. Yeah. Comedy. What did What did you like about it? Uh, well, I'm, like I said, I'm a big Brendan Gleeson fan. I like him a lot. Um, mm. I, I mean, it basically deals with uh, he's a priest in the very beginning who's told that he's going to get killed. Mm. Yeah. By somebody who was raped by a priest, and the guy doesn't want to kill a bad priest. Wants to kill a good priest because then it'll matter more or less. Because you're not going to fix a bad priest by killing mm. him. You know. Um, so it's just him dealing with that while also dealing with this. You know, the, his parish or his little. Coastal Irish community. I guess it's like outside Dublin, you know. Mm. So um, Dylan Moran's in it, Chris O'Dowd's in it. So I really like oh, the cast. Wow. Um, and um, I mean, I guess I'm I'm, I'm not going to tell what, say what happens at the end, but um, I I wasn't that surprised at the end, and I, I don't even know if I was even that upset or if you, I don't even know how to put it. Um, I, I think. Th- I, don't know, I think it was the good, the, the ending it had to be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, I, just, I just, I don't know, it was like a nice small little movie that I, I just really liked. And um, like I said, I'm a big Dylan Moran fan too. And Chris yeah. O'Dowd, so I just kind of liked um, yeah, everybody in it. So um, I thought it that dealt, was one. It dealt in a way with a lot of themes around religion yeah. and around truth and around pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it did all those things without pushing an agenda it didn't feel like an agenda movie which a lot of movies that deal with religion are like a perspective like i want you to get this message Mm -hmm. you know i feel like most of the characters in the movie didn't give a shit about religion almost like it was a very atheistic community yeah which was this priest who wasn't a priest's whole i mean you know he has a daughter and it was like 30 years old he was married wife died became a priest Mm -hmm. um so his daughter comes to visit him and like yeah he doesn't seem like he seems like the perfect priest i'd like to be around like he's a cool dude seems like a cool guy Mm -hmm. very down to earth you know um and um and he also has another priest who kind of works with him but um but yeah, no, I, I definitely felt like it was kind of this guy who really didn't belong in a place that you kind of would think would be religious, but it's not. Right? Yeah. Well, but I think that's sort of, in some ways, one of the themes of the movie is yeah. like in this community where religion has been so uh, culturally enforced, yeah. actual people don't believe very much. Mm-hmm. 
and the few people that do, like when you compare his faith to the other priest's faith, yeah. like his feels like something he's really about, and it involves a certain level of wrestling and doubt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other priest is just this sort of like, I don't know, it just feels like a performance. It doesn't feel yeah. real. Yeah, there's not priest uh, supposed to act. So yeah, act. I'm going to do it this well, way because that's what a priest would do. Yeah, but uh, he also even criticizes the priest as being basically like an accountant. Yeah, he's yeah, more. Wow. He's more about like, oh, how much money can we get for church and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, Which yeah. you know, I mean, you know, I was raised Catholic, so I know some of those priests like that. You know, yeah. so yeah. I mean, all they care about is money. You know, or at least that's what it comes off as. And um, he definitely seemed more as like a pragmatic guy, like uh, yeah, um, you know, um, calling people out on their shit. You know, right. that kind of thing. So I just I thought he was like a, he was a really good character. So I liked I liked that movie a lot, and uh, it, it, it like I said it didn't make, quite make it on my list, but it was definitely one of my. Favorite movies this year. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk briefly about movies that we disagree on? Sure. What was uh, what Gone Girl is the big one. I hated oh, Gone Girl. Gone Girl's not on my list. No, but you liked it. I did like it. Yeah. I, like did it. you love I it? I want to focus on the list here, buddy. But yeah, but I think it's funny that like our big conflicts of the year were like these movies that you loved and I hated, or that I, I didn't really like it. I didn't like it enough that it made it into my top twenty. Uh, but I really liked it, and I think. I just didn't have the same issue. And this would come up again, too, because one of the movies that was suggested... Uh, it was Obvious Child. was Obvious Child, yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. like Obvious Child? I didn't see it. No. Oh, I yeah. disliked it. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It bummed me out. It was a, it was a very white New York City and <laughs> really confusing to me. Yeah. So, yeah, but my, my, thing, my thing with that is um, th- those stories do exist, though. So yeah. I'm actually, you know, okay with them being told. With the... Because um, some of those people are real. They are real. I mean, I might not like them in real life. I might not like Jane Slate's character in real life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. who she, I don't know what the character's name and obvious child is. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I would still possibly enjoy the movie. I haven't seen it, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I still hold that you yeah. just didn't like Obvious Child because Jerry Slate's character reminded you of your ex. Yeah. Well, you did say that. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that is yeah. true. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't love her All character. she needed was dreadlocks and maybe a foot shorter. <laughs> Brutal. My, my feeling on that movie was I didn't need to like her character to feel like the story was interesting and funny mm. and came at something in a unique way. Uh, it wasn't a top movie of the year for me, but I really, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, with Gone Girl... I think I kind of get your and other people's critique. I would actually like to see it again to think about if it crosses a line as far as gender issues. As far as victim blaming and like yeah, all that and, weird... Yeah, and watching it, I didn't really think that's what was going on there. Like, I, it just felt like this character is like, an, you know, a bad person. She's like a yeah, badass. She's, she's, bad she's doing this to like hurt someone and to accomplish this thing. And that makes her sort of scary and awful. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. I'm also someone who gets very uh, uh, enamored of Fincher's visuals mm. and then later doesn't enjoy the movies as much. So like <laughs> social network uh, is one that holds out for me, mm-hmm. but uh, girl, like, the dragon tattoo remake, bad. Yeah, yeah, bad. Uh, uh, seven still holds up. Yeah, like Fight Club doesn't for me at all. Oh, really? Doesn't hold up? Not even a little bit. Wow. Especially once I read the book. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean like, the book's better. Yeah. I was like, oh. a little different. But the, the thing is, there's a difference between a movie. A book can always be better than a movie, but a movie can still get it right. And I, yeah. I just feel like the movie doesn't get it right. It doesn't get the mm-hmm. message right. Well, that's what people accuse Fincher of a lot that yeah. he gets that shit wrong. Yeah. And and that's why Girl the Dragon Tattoo didn't work so well. Yeah. Because he misses a lot of weird keys that are very essential to the story. Yeah. In the first place, I think that's probably true. 
So, uh, anyways, yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about Gun Girl, but there's more things on oh, our yeah. list. Okay, sorry. What else about. we got, man? Well, so uh, what else is on your list that we have not discussed yet that you think is worth talking about? Do you want to talk about Locke? Do you want to talk about Ida? I feel as though Locke is a movie that not too many people saw. Yeah, it's been recommended to me by like five people. Though. Have you not seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't. Dude, they just put it dude. on um, a streaming. It's the, the reason that like I think nine. Thomas Hardy is amazing. I like yeah. Thomas Hardy. I, no, and I yeah. love Thomas Hardy since yeah. Johnson. I thought he was awesome in Inception. Like I love yeah. that dude. I liked him a lot. But, in, um, we saw the drop. I remember you. You, you liked the movie. I liked it. it. I didn't love it. Um, I liked him a lot in it though. Yeah, he was like. Um, he was exactly what I wanted him to be in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, um, so, I mean, I mean, you know, and James you know, I mean, say what you want about Dark Knight Rises. I know some people have problems with it, whatever. Like, he was good, though. I liked him as Bane. I yeah. did. Like, I, I thought he was fine as Bane. Yeah, I, was a, I liked him as Bane. I really did. But, I don't have any attachment to Bane. So, like, his performance was Bane defining. Like, people were like, yeah. well, he wasn't Bane. I'm like, I don't care I don't give a Bane, shit. Yeah, dude. it's like, dude, Bane. so he's not the Mexican wrestler that gets pumped up on yeah. juice. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bane is it. fine. Yeah, but uh, dude, him and Locke. I really yeah, thought, I, I mean, did, a lot of people have accused it of being a gimmick. Locke is a gimmick. And mm, I just don't think that's true. Yeah, I, think I don't it's think that's a, true it's either. An interesting story told in an interesting way. Yeah, and that's what's difficult about it. That's why yeah. people won't, I mean, I kind of feel like, um, the what was that other movie where the guy's buried? Buried. Buried. Yeah, yeah, same thing. People like overlooked it because they're How like was that? That... that was awesome yeah. did you see that no oh my yeah, god I, saying, I don't like so. that dude very much yeah neither did I until that movie hmm. and that movie it's very Hitchcockian and um I felt as though Locke had the same approach to filming of course because it only takes place in the car for two hours yeah but it's buried was more of like a a social indictment whereas Locke yeah. is more of a character study yeah and that movie I thought was so effective. It reminded me of like, um, what can I say? I don't know. It, I just thought it was really, really interesting. I, I, I don't. I never agree with um, people when they argue that movies like Locke are gimmicky because you can make the argument basically that Twelve Angry Men was gimmicky. Just yeah. Twelve guys in the jury room, mm-hmm. okay, or Rope. Those. Yeah. A party, whatever. I got. Um, and that, if anything, if a movie like that. Or a story like that is told and it's compelling and you it sticks with you, whatever. That is incredibly hard to do. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. Not I change agree. scenery. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the fact that you, you're saying Locke is good, I mean, obviously, I want to see it. You yeah. know, um, I, I, I could never, I'll never be discouraged by something being a gimmick because. I've seen it done so well at least twice with those two. Items, you know, so yeah. I mean, the, one of know, my favorite movies that isn't on this list because it's not out. It's just not even close to out yet. Mm-hmm. It's a movie called The Tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie uh, on a community, basically based on a community of deaf people in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no dialogue in the whole movie. It's wow. all sign language. And they don't translate the sign language. Oh wow! So you're just watching it and figuring out the plot out of just what's happening that's intense and a lot of people have been like it's so gimmicky it's just a gimmick <laughs> and to me it was one of the most intense emotional now uh, uh, granted one could say like it is weird that all these deaf uh, teenagers in Ukraine are criminals like why is that <laughs> but that's not really the critique I hear a lot so I'm going to let that one alone and just go with <laughs> is it gimmicky and I think the director has a point like it's just an interesting way to tell a story mm-hmm. and if you were deaf and you went to the movies, a lot of times you're in a similar situation because they don't automatically put sound cues or, you know, whatever. Yeah, up. So yeah, you're yeah. trying to do the same thing. So in a way, 
Uh, now, granted, I think... Wow, that's funny. That's like a reversal of the deaf experience yeah, in the movie. I yeah. think the difference, too, is that uh, it's a Ukrainian movie. So if you're mm. an English... If you know English sign language when you go to the movie, you're not going to be like, oh, I totally know what's going on. <laughs> you're going to be like, it's, different it's all language. Greek to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, uh, but I just thought it was powerful. It's a very powerful movie. It really got to me. Uh, and, and, you know, the fact that it has a thing to it that you could call gimmick is utterly irrelevant, you mm-hmm. know? Same thing with... How about Boyhood? Boyhood's on your, on your list, isn't it? No. But did you... You liked it. I liked it. I didn't... See, I think Linkletter's a gimmicky director. He's yeah. a director that I stay away from because... Have you seen Boyhood? Uh, no. They just... Uh, here's the thing. I wanted to watch it over the last week. Yeah. Um, with the, where you pay streaming, you know, on all yeah. demand. But it was only available to buy. And then today, this morning, literally, I noticed they put it for rent. For rent. So I'm going to rent it. Uh-huh. And just block my right. three hours to watch it. Because um, I keep hearing it's it's probably going to win the Oscar. That's what I'm hearing. Here's, um, here's so my, I don't know. Here's I'd my like thing with it. I have a little bit of Boyhood backlash, but it's not too much. Uh, because I did like it. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I think it suffered from the name. So the original name for that movie is 12 Years. That's a better name than Boyhood. Uh, Do you know why they changed the name? No. 12 Years a Slave. Oh. Literally, 12 Years a Slave came out, and Linklater was like, oh, fuck. What do I do now? And he switched it to Boyhood. And I think 12 Years would be better because it's not just about that kid. It's It's about about the the mom and the dad and the whole family dynamic. Uh, and honestly, the kid is interesting, but he's not that interesting. I think right. the fam- the whole family story is more interesting than just that kid. Okay. Uh, that being said, I mostly enjoyed it. I just don't get when people are like, it's the most powerful movie. It's so amazing. It's like a cinematic experience. I'm like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazingly engaging for three hours. Uh, it's a gimmick that works. It's an effective gimmick for telling a kind of story. It's impressive that. Yeah, but I I guess it's not. It's. I feel bad. It's like same thing happens with music. When everyone's you know jacking off to something, and then you hear it and it's fine, Mm. you can't help but be a little bummed, even though it's not bad. It's 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 not the actual thing's fault. Yeah, it's not Boyhood's fault that apparently a bunch of people have never seen an art film before, so they see (laughs) one emotionally engaging movie and they're they're like. like, And like personally, I love Linklater, and but I I left being like it's cool. I'd rather watch Slacker, but whatever. Is is Slacker your favorite Linklater movie? Uh, no, I like the before, like the Before Sunrise and all that. Yeah, those those are the ones I haven't seen. I haven't seen them. I've only seen one. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I really like Talking W, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but then, what was the other one of his I really liked? Oh, I really liked Bernie. Yeah, that might be my favorite one. I like. Bernie. I, really like I mean, Bernie yeah, I know people like you know uh, Days and Confused, and, and it's fine. Waking know. Life was another. Waking one that Life, I didn't you know? Like yes. You didn't like it? No, I like yeah. it. The first I time I saw Waking Life, yeah. I like it. The first time I saw Waking Life, uh, I liked it, mm. and then I saw it a second time, and I liked it less. If that makes mm. sense. So I feel like that might be the trend if I saw it a third time. Right, right. right. Uh, never. No, I don't think I'd ever dislike it, but I was yeah. just like, yeah, I could, you know, it's fine. You know, uh, but I like Bernie a lot. Also, part of the reason was I was surprised I liked Jack Black so much in it. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was so good in that. Um, but I do want to see Boyhood. Uh, it's on my list. I'm sure I'm going to see it. Uh, it's just uh, I didn't know what the big hoopla yeah. was other than it took 12 years. To did pick. we all have Ida on our list or not? Did. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so movie is so as good. another movie we all love. I'm surprised it worth... took you this long to see that movie. I thought you saw it a while ago. I wanted to see it so bad, but I had to wait to see it with Susan. Oh, there right, were some right, movies, right. so like I watched Night Moves and... 
and and the double and some other things without her. Baba Duke, Starry Eyes, obviously because they're horror movies. There's some movies I just can't watch without Susan. Now she, if she's listening to this, she would say, "You can do it, honey. It's okay." <laughs> but like, she's just being nice. I know she wanted to see it. I wanted to see it with her. Yeah, we're both religious people in some sense, so seeing it. You know, even though I don't think that's what the movie's about primarily, that's an aspect of it. Yeah. So I wanted to see it with her, and I'm glad I did. We had a good conversation about it afterwards. I liked the movie. Uh, for did me, you think at all? Because when we saw it, that was right when we did the episode with Joseph Gervais. Oh, totally. Yeah. And did you think at all about the empty space in the screen? One hundred percent. Yeah. First of all, it was just striking that it was filmed that way. Yeah. It was, it was uh, so it beautiful. It was not wide. That it was a box, and mm. that there was so much empty space. At the time. Oh, well, I mean, it's definitely deliberate. No, yeah. No, and well, it worked so well. It worked Joseph's well. idea was that uh, presence of God. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, did you think that when you saw it? Um, I, I think it's it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I definitely noticed. Like, wow, she's always tucked in the corner. Yeah. And it's not there. Um, you know. Yeah, you can always interpret different ways, but I think that's the one that probably fits the best, you know? And I like that explanation, right? You know? Right, right. Um, you know, I mean, the space has to represent something. Otherwise, you don't know what you're doing when you're composing a shot. <laughs> that's what yeah. the way I look yeah, at Yeah, I mean, I do think there's something going on there, and I think that's... So the, that movie, uh, even though we're just getting to it now, and I've only seen it recently, it's a movie that I think is competing with Whiplash for like one of for my top one of your spots. And you know, maybe that reveals me being somewhat of an elitist or whatever, mm. because it's my, one of my more artsy, foreign, whatever. <laughs> but it's a movie I'm still thinking about, and I want to yeah, watch it again. It's you so know? good. The girl is so beautiful in that. You know what surprised me about that movie? She's like, so really struck movie. me about that movie? Yeah. The funny parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a dark. Dude. Stark story dealing with serious subjects in a yeah, real way. A it takes it all very seriously, crazy. and yet it still has humor. Yeah. It's not like slap you on the knee humor, but it was it was so like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was so they're well placed. Yeah. So like, well, it had just a beautiful pacing to it. Yeah, too, if you know, it's like the way the story unfolds, it feels so natural. And it feels... a lot of it reminds you. Ever see you have any uh, Ozu films? Oh yeah, it reminded me a lot of like oh, his, yeah. you know. Um, Ozu is 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 one of my preferred Japanese directors. Yeah, right? and, oh, yeah and he's his big thing was composition. Yeah, like, he totally. was a big thing with him. And, Which ones know, did Ozu do? What's an Ozu movie? That uh, seen? Well, the most obvious one was Autumn. Uh, oh yeah, Autumn or Tokyo Story. Yeah. I have not seen those. Um, yeah, I should check. I mean, out. those are the story I, I definitely want to watch again. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch that before I remember. So yeah, I'm down. Uh, and I think the problem with Ozu is he didn't do exciting movies so they're actually harder to find Mm -hmm. like I think a lot of his films are in Criterion yeah so uh, Hulu is a good resource for that Mm -hmm. but uh, but uh, as far as just being like I'm gonna go to Netflix yeah there's not any Ozu you know there might be a couple Coruscant movies on Netflix but you're not going to find an Ozu movie. I don't, at least I haven't seen any when I've been adding movies. I constantly am adding movies to my team, so. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about Blue Room? Yes. Yes. Dude, that movie was so awesome. Technically, that's a 2013 movie. I counted on my list because, yeah. I mean, it was widely released in 2014. Or widely. Yeah. Well, finger quotes. Um, but um, I was looking at the year and it says 2013. I'm like, what the hell? Can I it count played, it? It played Fantastic Fest 2013. Yeah. Yeah. It played Q-Fest 2013. Mm-hmm. But it didn't get theatrical to I mean, same with Why Don't You Play in Hell? Yeah. Why Don't You Play in Hell? Well. Baba Duke as well. Baba Duke. Yeah. But, uh, but Blue Ruin, no one could, no normal people could see it until 2014. So I feel like yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It so was I included it. So it good. was so good. Yeah. 
It was so awesome. Dude, the scene when he realizes that they're coming for him and that they're not going to the police when yeah. the diner. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. man. Yeah. That scene had me like fucking flipping out. And then he watches on TV and he realizes there's no report of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yo, I confirmed. Like, yeah, they're definitely coming. They're coming, coming you know? for us. Dude, oh, so good. When yeah. he cuts his hand on the tire in the beginning, too. Yeah. Oh, like, holy yeah. shit, that's so brutal. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like that movie... Um, it manages to have all the tension of a revenge movie mm-hmm. without being a straightforward revenge movie. Yeah, without being like so negative and creepy. Yeah, yeah it's totally. Or, you know, it's secretly I mean, a badass. It's well, totally not at all a good yeah. person movie. No. But man, what a movie. What was, a good... Was that a friend of his, the one who helped him with the gun or whatever? Was he, um... Is that Buzz from uh, Home Alone? I honestly have no I idea. I feel like it might be. Because he was in um, Nebraska. You got the IMDb open? We uh... make it happen. <laughs> uh, I also side note: this is not important to liking the movie, though. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. It's a Kickstarter. But when movie. they go to the yeah, a it's a yeah. Kickstarter movie. Yeah. B when they go to the metal club, that whatever band that was was heavy. Yeah, shit. that band was killing it. I was like, what band is that? I want to see. I want to buy that record. So, so who's the dude? Who's the friend in that movie? Uh, well, I'm looking up now. I forget what his name was. Uh, so the thing about Blue Ruin too, like that's. The problem with revenge movies is the need to make revenge awesome, yeah. kick yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't like, affect the person. No, yeah, it's like, oh, I just killed all these people. And then that's it. I got closure. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about my need to get over and I'm not even going to lie. I love the trilogy of Vengeance, and that has that. That's like revenge where it's done. You're like, ah! Well, there's a place for that. I mean, uh, and that's that's a great trilogy, but... um. I feel like everybody goes that route. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So then it's like, well, all right. Wait, you feel that about the Vengeance trilogy? At the end of Lady Vengeance? Lady Vengeance is the only one, though. The first two are like, fuck the Vengeance movies. No, because... I would 100% say that the only reason... Old boy, he falls in love. No, 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 but he's... But the whole point is is that the revenge is on him. You're you're pulling for him all of Old Boy, only to have the director say, no, he's the wrong... Like, to me, the way the Vengeance trilogy works is the first movie is like... Revenge is totally fucked. It's the same dude. Yes. So the friend from wow. Blue Moon is in Buzz. Home Alone. Home Alone. Buzz. With his BB gun. <laughs> That's amazing. Devin yeah. um, Rattray. Anyway. All right. I don't want to get too much, but we should do an episode where we watch all three Vengeance shows. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I Maybe. love those movies. Uh, let me think if there's anything I wanted to mention on my list because we're going a little long. How long are we now? Uh, I don't know. We're, I think we're approaching two hours. Oh, God. Okay. So, I want to go with... Uh, the other thing on my list I really want to highlight, uh, and you guys think of stuff you want to highlight on your list, uh, was a movie called Gloria. Okay. That I know oh, not yeah, a lot of people saw. You didn't see that. You, you really loved it when you saw it. Though. I really loved it. I got to write it up. You know what? Maybe it, this might be the same situation that it's actually a 2013 movie, but I saw it in 2014. So if, mm-hmm. I, if so, I'm wrong. And then that's you can the one just about put, the middle-aged lady that yeah. finds love. Yeah, and then you, you can like just, Stella you can just got put, a groove back for like Spanish lady. Uh, it's a little more cynical than that, actually. Oh, okay. But it's more about her humanity, and it's really cute and funny, yeah. and kind of dark, and I love that. Right. Anyways, uh, if 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 Gloria's 2013, then just put the double in, and that's my list. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what about you guys? What anything else you want I'm to mention? Good, man, that's okay. that's pretty um, much it. Yeah, that's it. That's all my list. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's really fun. I, I like it. Dude, um, Bill Murray can yeah, do no wrong at this yeah. point. Yeah, um, I, I actually still, would like to see Melissa McCarthy in more dramatic stuff because I actually think she has range there. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> I um, did just see The Heat this year, and that was amazing. That was funny. Oh, God. That was funny. It's I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm real skeptical, but <laughs> it's funny. I was very seriously wanting to see St. Vincent. I just didn't get a chance to see Oh, it. dude, it's really, really it's, fun. A, it's a good movie. It's, you know, it's got some of that bittersweet stuff that I really like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you guys have Edge of Tomorrow? So I still haven't seen no, it. No, I haven't seen that. That was um, my number two summer blockbuster. I didn't see Dawn of the Planets because I didn't see the first one. Yeah. So I just didn't want to see it without seeing the first. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow is fucking awesome. I love that movie. Um, a lot of people have recommended it to me. And yeah, I've been told I, that, uh, that that and Lucy are the two movies I need to get over yeah, myself. I've not seen them. Lucy yeah. and I've not seen I think the, the fact that like, you know, people kind of hate Tom Cruise or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to see it. But um, – yeah, I don't actually mind him in movies. He's fine. Like I, I like the Magnolia a lot, you know, yeah. and a couple other things, you know. And um, I actually like him in the last two um, Mission Impossible's. But um, I went and saw it just a random Friday afternoon, and uh, I really liked it. And Emily Blunt is um, the, she is the few, awesome. She's has equal footing with him in that movie. Like equal, like she's in it just as much as he is, basically. You know, and you definitely don't root for him early on because he's kind of a coward. Yeah. In a way. He's yeah. kind of like a weasel, and he's kind of forced into a situation where he has yeah. to grow every day. Or else, like he has to, you know. So, and it does the whole like, um, you know, some people are like, oh, what's well, gimmicky, you know. I read the same argument. Like, it's racing groundhogs days with aliens. Like, I, uh, yeah, I guess it is, but who cares? Like, you know, I hear the aliens are awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, you know, I, I think, um, for the most part, the entire movie holds up, and um, I didn't mind. It never once. The movie, by nature, is repetitive, but never once felt repetitive. Right. You know? So I really liked it. This is the thing with that movie. I probably would have seen it in the theater. Mm -hmm. A, it left the theater faster than I thought it would. Like, Mm -hmm. I finally got convinced. Summer. I should go go see it, and then it was gone. Yeah. And B, they should have named it the original Japanese name. Yeah, yeah. What was the original Japanese name? I don't even remember, but I know it's a Japanese, like, young teen type. Kind of like Goosebumps beside me. Ready? Ready? (laughs) All you need is kill. Oh. That's a... That's a great name. What? And they changed that? Fuck. Yeah, well... We as a people are going down the tubes. (laughs) That's a great title. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, so we've been been going for a little while now, so I think we can wrap up. Is there anything else? Any, like, uh, near near mentions that we should do? Um, Like I said, there's, like, uh, there's a few movies that, uh, I didn't put on my list, but are coming out in 2015 that I think you should see. It Follows. It Follows. The yeah. Tribe. I think this is getting a release. It might not get a release. And if you get a chance to see it, you should. It's a movie called Blind. Blind, okay. Uh, I don't know what... I actually don't remember what country it's from. It's a foreign film. A uh, woman has late onset blindness. She's a writer. And she's working out a lot of her anxieties about her blindness in her story. And the movie plays the parts that she's writing as if they're happening in the real world. Wow. And you kind of just start to discern what's What's real and what's in her head. And then they start to bleed into each other. And it's just amazing. It was a... It was a very... It was surreal, but not surreal. It was more like impressionistic. Mm. So it's easy to follow... But just the mechanism, you have to get used to it. Right. And it's powerful. I just thought it was a powerful movie. I saw Fantastic Fest. Mm. It's one of those, you know, Fantastic Fest is more of a genre festival. So you get a lot more, like, 
you know, crazy action or weird horror. And Blind's one of those movies that's outside of that, but I still thought it was really amazing. Okay. Awesome. Oh, you know what? The Search for Wang Wang by uh, director oh, Andy Revold. Yeah. I'd yeah. put that up for a movie that I really liked this year that didn't make my list. But as a Filipino and as a person who is concerned with Filipino identity, mm-hmm. the movie about a four foot nine. Or no, two foot nine, nine action yeah. star. I want to see this movie. You mentioned yeah. the last amazing. episode. Amazing, but um, the beauty of that movie isn't just so much that it's about Wang Wang, which is amazing story in and of itself. But Andrew Leivold, who's an Australian gentleman, really finds out a lot about like Filipino identity through this one yeah. weird pop culture icon okay. yeah. that they produced in the eighties. It's amazing movie. I think that's a really really fun one. Um, yeah, that's it. That's, that's... I uh, and I think we uh, and just to reiterate, I think we said this earlier, but the more I think about it, uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. If you haven't yeah, seen you know, it yet, you need to so go. So good, on. spiritual warrior, baby. Um, I think we all agreed on Grand Buda, Buda, Budapest Hotel. Oh, that's yeah. really funny. We haven't talked about that. That yeah. was on yeah, the list. Probably my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, no, you know, that's I, I, I have a hard time saying what's the best, but that might be my favorite. I gotta say I've seen it three times. I'm gonna say Whiplash is still my favorite, but Grand Budapest, I would say. Uh, Whiplash, uh, Ida, and Grand Budapest were the three movies that I knew immediately. Those have to go wow. last. Yeah. Yeah. Every other movie, I'm yeah, oh, like, this yeah, is all right. maybe, yeah, maybe you know, not. I really love yeah. this. Yeah. But those three movies, I was like, fuck, I love these yeah. movies. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, it's not like I had to struggle too much with Guardians of the Galaxy, but Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's like, do I love that enough to put it on my list? Yeah, I know. Whereas, I like, Grand Budapest, whew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys saw Birdman. I didn't. Uh, I love Birdman. I, I didn't. I didn't love it. Yeah, I loved it. it I, I loved the like you know the referencing the rope and all that stuff. Yeah. It was pretty fun. I really want to see it. I um, thought that was good. I, and uh, one movie that I liked a lot, I guess, but uh, it didn't make my list was a Most Wanted Man. Did not uh, see it yet. That was. Um, I really need to see it. Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, last re- leading role. I mean, his last role is technically, I guess. Uh, the Hunger Games, Games you know. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he finished filming everything. Film, finished filming most of it, what he was supposed to. But the most wanted man, um, this is an espionage movie. I got. Um, I thought the movie was a good movie. Uh, made, uh, but I don't know if it would have been as good without without Hoffman. You know what I mean? So that's what kind of like. That's why I didn't put it in my list of like the best movies or my favorites, even though I did like it a lot. Um, you know, I definitely recommend seeing it, but, um, uh, uh, yeah, so that was one that definitely jumped out at me that, um, you know, um, it was kind of like a, it, he's basically, uh, he has a small uh, spy unit, uh, in Hamburg and he's haunted by the whole 9-11 thing because that's where, you know, the, the terrorists basically planned. 9-11, you know, and it's something they keep referencing Beirut, Beirut, like right. something bad happened in Beirut, he's haunted by that, uh, but he's basically playing the long game, like he wants to get this one low-level terrorist, so he can get the guy above him, and he's doing this whole thing, and the way the movie plays out, is it kind of feels, uh, has the same uh, pacing as what he's trying to do, meanwhile he's contending with the CIA, US, and, you know, uh, British, I mean, uh, German intelligence out there, who want, who want to get as many low-level guys as they can, but they're not as concerned again going up the chain and wanting everybody and then do that so um the fact that he's playing the long game uh that's what the movie kind of feels like it's paced 
in that way. So, um, but yeah, most wanted man. I think it was a good. Uh, it's always a bummer when you see a great actor in our last movie suck it, like Raul Julia in Street Fighter. Yeah, like that's yeah, a yeah, bummer, yeah. you know. So I'm glad uh, his last movie um, was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, we're gonna wrap up here. I want to thank Evo. Thank you for being thank on you. the episode. Uh, and uh, we want to invite you. Is there something we should have talked about that we didn't? Is yeah. there a glaring hole? We acknowledge some holes. Only mm-hmm. Love Left Alive, yeah. Lucy. But if there's something else that you thought like, uh, or uh, back to the albums list, you know, yeah. me and Josh, uh, we we obviously think our opinions are worth sharing, <laughs> but we're not experts. There's we definitely don't know everything that you think is awesome that we didn't talk about. And some would argue we don't know anything. What <laughs> if you go to the trouble of sharing it with us? And by sharing it with us, I mean Facebook. Twitter, email, or comments on the website, which mm-hmm. we have never gotten a comment ever. Uh, that would be that would be huge because then we will acknowledge it. We'll talk yeah, about we'll it. We'll talk about we'll, it. We'll we'll might even admit that you were right and we were wrong. Yeah, ask our man Justin Harlan. We talk about him on every episode. Oh now. yeah, Justin yeah. Harlan. <laughs> Justin Harlan wants to come on. I just assigned him a bunch of movies that influenced Quentin Tarantino, which is funny because he doesn't like Quentin Tarantino. That's amazing. But I, uh, I felt like he would like those movies, okay. so he's gonna watch these seven movies and then. And, and then it's we'll so funny about... because I put the list up and I'm like, "Do you get the theme?" And he he was like, no, I don't get it. And like two other people were like, I know what the theme is. Like immediately they saw the list and they knew what it was. And then he started watching Pelham, uh, you Taking know, Pelham one, two, three. And he goes, these movies that influenced Tarantino. And I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't even like Tarantino. Like, Just watch it. So he's probably going to be into it. I mean, I don't know if he'll love Le Samurai, but still. Hey, man. You got to let him try. Yeah. It's all good. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, but also just on a personal note, as uh, this is our first episode of 2015, I'd like to thank everyone that's listened so far. Yeah. Everyone who's given a shit a little bit about what we're doing. Everyone who's given a shit a lot of bit about what we're doing. Oh, are we going to talk about the thing, or do you want to say that for the next one? We'll say that for the next one. Just know uh, Cinepunk stuff is uh, a lot of big stuff coming for us this year, and... um, you know, for for what it's worth, we really do enjoy doing this. We really appreciate everyone and who has listened, who shared, who's recommended us to friends, who's been a guest on the show. Us, been guest, yeah, and um, giving us know, donuts, yeah, giving us donuts and coffee. Yeah. I have not benefited from these donuts yet. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, no. Nope. But uh, yeah, and I also want to give a big up and a shout out to uh, our friends. Um, of course, our wives meet me with Melani and Sue, mm-hmm. Susan, and uh, Steve, Evo's brother. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, also to Bruce Park, um, Vince Spina, just a bunch of friends that have always said nice, calm, and, and uh, supportive yeah. things to us. Um, really appreciate it. And, uh, and I think, uh, keep in mind, we said this before and we'll say it again, if you have a suggestion for a guest or you want to be a guest. Or if you yourself are a person that should be a guest. Hit us up. Yeah. Hey, man. My house is comfy, man. You. Yeah. You, we'll, we'll, we'll even make it easy for you. So uh, um, I got to drive home, so let's go. Right. Okay. Well, we again, you. thank you so much. Thanks to Evan, Evo, all the other Cinepunks out there. And we will catch much you guys. Much love to Evan. We're thinking about you. Catch you guys on episode 23. Thank you and good night. Smoke bomb! God.